Welcome to Sexy Time with the Coffee Hunter. Today, you will hear the opening scene from Batman number 14 from 2016. Batman and Catwoman are in a close embrace on a rooftop in Gotham City. Batman speaks. It's done. Waller kept her word. President signed off. Death penalty's gone. Life without parole. The process you tonight. Blackgate, not Arkham. They're waiting. I'll take you tonight. Yes, tonight. To the show of shows, the mighty, mighty Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this, my friends, is what we call episode number 233. 233, and welcome one and all to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Uh, it is uh, pretty much a family episode tonight. It's a lot of daddy issues in oh, these God. books. And with that, there's only four books that we're going to be Striking talking about. Striking me hard this week. <laughs> four books and one email. So if you are one of those that were like, hey, I, I that podcast is too long. This is the one for you. And if you are jumping <laughs> in for that reason, Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard to the nonsense that we like to call the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. If you want to go and find us on Twitter as well and don't know where to go, you would go to Weird Science DC. And we have an email where you can email us and we'll talk about the mail later. We only have one mail and it was from last week, Eric. There's troubles. And that is the email is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Now, since we don't have a very long show tonight, and again, it's more about the amount of books. We like to talk nonsense. We'll extend things and things like that. But with four books, it's it's going to bound to be the probably the shortest podcast that we've ever done for the main show. Uh, but you can go over to Patreon and get more shows. And it's patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get such things as the DC Comics Weekly Spotlight, where each week the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew be boop they pick books at two books and we talk about them and then it's usually about uh, an hour long it usually ends up two books hour long this week we talked about justice league number 26 and me and brandon talked about superman year one number one now also this week on the patreon we had my normal weekly news podcast i'm up to episode 85 which is crazy we had my me doing the weird science video game bonanza episode three which is actually Actually, my top five sports video games, but that is something you can listen to. We have an indie comic spotlight where we talk about one indie book. We talked about Usagi Ojimbo number one from IDW. Things got a little out of hand in that one, Eric. I'm, I'm getting comments, getting comments from a lot of people. Like, hey, did you talk about a book? That was but right everybody on point. seems to have had a good time. 
Mark Jagger's like, he couldn't stop laughing. That's what's important. Yeah, he, he liked that. <laughs> we also have me and Brandon doing a Marvel comic spotlight, exactly like the DC comic spotlight, just with Marvel books, Eric. And we do two books. And this oh, week, the novel. bad butts of the Fresh Start crew, oh. beep boop, they picked Wolverine <laughs> Infinity Watch number five and Howard the Duck number one facsimile edition. And actually, right. that was a lot of fun. I, I think that you would have enjoyed that. That sounds we cool. Talked, and the facsimile editions over at Marvel is a exact replica, you know, reprint of the original issue. So it has the ads. Yeah. And I, I just went through. And basically, by the end, I had to tell everybody all of the careers that we could have gotten just by sending in things from. I mean, there's you could have been a vet- veterinarian, a plumber. I mean, so many different things that you could have been from that. Also, you have. A, I think I might have done that when I was seven. Also, you have a lot of the uh you know be uh get charles atlas body stuff it's all fun it's really fun i did not do that no obviously. you did not but tying it all back again if you want to get all of these shows you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science we have over 30 you know unique or, or exclusive episodes a month on the patreon and if you want to go right now you can join up and you won't be charged right away we'll never do that so you have about a week to check things out and if you don't like what you hear you can bail from us break my heart but you'll never be charged but some people eric that do not break my heart we like to call them the badasses, right? You ready? Ooh, yes, you we ready do. for the roll call? <laughs> Are you here. ready over there? There we go. This is the badass roll call. And of course, as we say this, I'm going to be having problems there because I ended up having it up and somehow my, my notes went down. So here we it go. Happens. I'm going to try to still go with this. Yeah, I, I think it was when we ended up doing it. We may have to start this part over again, Eric. Because I'm going to try not to here. This is how it happens on these podcasts. Come on, baby, do oh, it. I'm still trying to get to it. I don't know how it was oh, done. God. All right, here we go. We have Christian Fels, Ken Halleck, Francisco L. Rock III, Lady Abby, uh, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, <laughs> T-Funk, Josh Amelia, Aldrin Stosia. We have Batman Beyond, Mark, David Fink, Manship, Brandy, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock. Be a superhero and home business podcast by Ron Saunders. Dave J, Andrew and Belfast, Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Men 3000, All New Dave, Ryan Reading, Carlos, Ian, Chester McJerk, Brian, Jolly Drew, My Man Pete from NYC, Paulie P, Right Said Freddy's Too Sexy for Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Aww. Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marvin, Ruben. I Ruben. did it, Eric, right in time. You did it. I'm telling you, I don't know how this got – I had it all set up. I had things clicked on and all that. I don't know why I would have gotten off that. But, hey, that's the badass roll call. We Smooth sailing all of from you here on out there, right? And, yeah, really, no. Uh, and thank oh. you all. And thank everybody who supports us on the Patreon for thank this podcast, the Marvel podcast, and everything in between all those extra shows. Yeah, I just ask people to check it out. I think you'll find something that you like. But speaking of that, Eric, we're a little – positive tonight we've already done the book so i can tell you that we're positive more so than usual so we're going to go off right now to the books now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love the meat and the cheese that we crave
Oh, yes, Eric. I got a lot of jokes lined up. Knock, knock. Oh, who's there? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody's there because nobody wants to see me. There's the joke. The joke is me. Eric, that's what it is. You, you but were if you working wanna, on that the entire time that intro that whole, song was one, going on. Once I heard him say the jokes he would use, yes. I didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more of a situational comic, you know. I who said, are you? Who are these people? That's what I do. That's yeah. not a situation. Yeah, it Those is. Those are people. Uh, I, okay, here. Here's a situation comic. Uh, hey, you uh, know who's a real douchebag? The situation. Right? There's the situation. <laughs> uh, I, I don't Logan, know him personally. Yeah, Logan, the other day, we went to go get uh, sushi. And as you know, when we get sushi, we go douchey for sushi. And so oh, no. we were talking about the idea of the biggest douche of all the, in all the land. And Logan looked up on his phone. He's like, I'm going to find it. Like, I was showing him pictures. And then he's like, oh, man, this has got to be the douchiest guy. It was the situation. I'm like, yeah, yeah, huh. that, that's kind of a given. I actually told him that wasn't allowed. He didn't know who that was. I'm like, you don't know the situation? Oh, my. There's and, and no then reason I said, that anybody should know the situation. Good for your boy. No, there's every reason why everyone should. And so then he got the idea because it intrigued him that he went by the situation. So he thought that he needed a nickname himself. And he's the logic is what he oh. said he was going to be Logan the Logic Werner. And uh, we were we were eating sushi. Sounds like a crappy wrestler. And uh, basically, you, yeah, really. You know who I think of when I think of how I want to look when I'm douchey for sushi? It is uh, one of the biggest douches of all time. It's a sports figure. Can you guess who I am thinking of? Yes, the, Rarick, uh, you're right. It is, it is Jose Canseco. That's who I think. Oh, okay. Jose Canseco. Out of nowhere, the biggest douchebag-looking guy is Jose Canseco in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had those wraparound shades. He had the spray tan and stuff. No, Eh. it's not cool. That's what I think of douchey with sushi. But we're here to talk a bunch of books. And I think I would have mentioned in the intro just a second ago that this podcast, we usually have a spotlight each week. And we're trying to do that again. We used to have it a lot. Now we're bringing that back. And it is the dip your toe in the, you know, in the pool type of deal. So you can get an idea of what we're all about if you haven't listened or you have been intimidated by the size, Eric. The size. Galuli. John Wayne Bobbitt, Eric. Uh, and so I think, though, that this – are you with me here? I think that this podcast is actually going to turn into – Kind of a dip your toe into full podcast. You're going to get a full range of things. There's only four books that we're doing tonight and a male. And that's not a male section, Eric. That's a male. It seems as I'm, I'm talking right now. What's that? I'm a male. Oh, you are? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's nice to know there, buddy boy. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to do four books here. And Nobody ever cheers I, for Eric. You know what's actually, I'm going to say the dip the toe in. It may not be fully dip the toe in because I kind of like all these books. So it's not going to really be, you know, you know what yeah, usually on the trolley with what's happening where we really yeah. enjoy the books, right? That's what happens all the time, right? We're always doing this. But uh, we're going to start. It's a weird section too. this first section. Uh, usually we start with some kind of given books, but we don't have them this week. So what do we start? No. 
starting with, Eric? They were all taken by the Patreon spotlight, but yes, we're going to start were. out with Teen Titans number 31, written by Adam Glass with art by Bernard Chang, Marcel Mayo, and Rob Lee. Daddy's home, which means that Crush and the rest of the Teen Titans that better is. watch out because Lobo's taken out everyone who gets in his way now that the other has put a bounty on the main man's estranged daughter. Yeah, there you go. Short and sweet, just like me. Short and sweet. Uh, the, yeah. the thing about this is we haven't got a lot of Lobo since Steve Orlando's JLA. Uh, he kind of went off there. Probably to you go, don't need a lot know, of Lobo. Probably to go hang with the space dolphins, Eric, is what he usually is. And somewhere right now in York, PA, the, the band live are making that song right now the space dolphins uh but yeah so we haven't Have had it so space coming dolphins into this cry? they they always cry uh having you know, the band him come live? in here yeah live. when, when they, he shows up here if for some reason you thought that your main man was the one from the jla which steve orlando didn't do uh, an awful job what steve orlando and even since then he even talked to hussein a little about that and hussein talked to us about it in the slack and things that he was kind of handcuffed with lobo they made him also yeah. put in batman as well like he wanted uh, a different team but what he did with lobo was kind of cool where he ended up being friends with ryan Choi. he ended up trying to fit in a little more than a lobo usually would have but it was because he had a debt to batman and he kept bringing it up the, the, the idea that some of these reviewers out there now are like, oh, man, this ruins what Steve Orlando does. No, it does not. It doesn't at all. Lobo no, left that book. Well, Lobo left that book to go back to do his things. We've seen him since in Action Comics. He's got main man where he was do, Lobo. Yeah. He's main man. That, that's what he is. And to think that you can accept the idea of what Steve Orlando did in his book and say, well, it's not the normal Lobo, but hey, everybody gets to do what they want to do with the character. And then diss this, it, it really angers me. It, it actually upsets me because you can't play both sides of the game here. You, you know, you can't play tennis all alone against a wall, but you can, Eric, because I used to do this. I can I so. was lonely. I know. I don't, <laughs> yeah, know, I didn't have friends. I don't know why I brought I that you wall play. in. He, you had and, no you know, friends, but only, and I had a racket. It was the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing, I had a racket, the balls, and I would hit the ball against the wall. The wall left, Eric. The wall. It you took didn't off. have any didn't balls play with on me. it. You just kind of swung and pretended you had balls. Well, the, the funny thing is, I've been told this week twice that i didn't have balls so i don't need to hear it some family you got there but yeah so with this how do you know it's my family uh with this we did have we we have crush and her big thing is that she you know she wants to kind of meet up with her father and she wants to find him now this is where the thing is here is he's going to find her And don't think that if you haven't been reading Teen Titans or maybe a lot of people might have jumped in, you know, with the Terminus agenda, possibly. So don't think that Crush ever wanted to see her father for any good reasons. She wants to go. She wanted to kill him. Yeah, kill him at the least, beat the crap out of him. She is mad. She's furious. She also, in my mind, the way it's played out with Adam Glass, she also just hates the idea that everywhere, it's almost, I'm telling you, it's a Michael Jackson thing. She looks in the mirror. She sees Lobo. I mean, it's obvious. And uh, also, everybody I'm judges her. The Lobo who, in the, the mirror. The Lobo in the mirror. Oh! She she ends up probably being judged by a lot of people. <laughs> and uh, so she wants to really, you know, she wants to kill him, like you said. Now, in she's this, tired of walking around the street and everybody said, hey, look at that juggalo. And then, yeah, dare really, you? I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, really. She's like, yeah. And they keep trying to give her Fago. She's like, I've told them I don't like Fago. I don't care if I the streets like will run red with the Fago. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> with this going on. 
I like the twist a bit where we thought that Crush was going to, you know, go through all of this to try to find Lobo. Now, I do think that what Adam Glass is doing, and like I said, I think it's actually a clever way. You could end up trying to find Lobo for, you know, a year and never finding him. The only other way that I thought that you would get this, which maybe it'll even kind of be a weird roundabout way that's a little bit of a twist, but you would end up finding Lobo by making a hit, you know, kind of getting him and paying him for a hit and then going where it was. And that's kind of cliche. We've seen that so many times. So instead, you end up tying in what uh, Red uh, Arrow is also uh, speedy. What, what am I saying? The Emiko is, uh, is up Red to Arrow, as well. I got you. Yeah, Red Arrow. I, when I said Red Arrow, it seemed weird. It didn't seem right. Uh, with, with Emiko has been trying to find the other. So you're kind of getting the beginning of, you know, uh, two birds with and one stone here. We're back to the other at this point, which it seems like this dead plot that just keeps coming back yeah. to life every now and again. But and this kickstarts away both, big- right? Agreed. And I think, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm happy I like to get that. back to the other because that's what we started this series off with. Adam Glass behind it, the idea, new Justice, I mean, new Teen Titans, new villain, the other. We got to get behind this, but it keeps getting interrupted. And I'm like, all right, you know, we got a Crush on the team. She wants to find Lobo. Then if the yeah. other goes and puts a bounty out on Crush from him, I'm like, this works yeah. out for me because even yeah, like I said, really the like idea that of Crush idea. wanted to find her father, and that's why she joined the team because Robin's going to help her. I don't know how that would have played out or if we would have something that I would have liked. This is why I like this better. How how Lobo would act with the idea that he is just the main man out on a bounty and willing to get the job done no matter what because that's who he is. I'm like, that works for me. And and it works out a lot too because of the idea. Like I said, that's that's the whole thing to me. It's very, it kind of speeds things up and gets back. We're done the Terminus agenda. We we get a mention of the dungeon a little, but we're kind of past, and we have these characters like a crush and a roundhouse and- well, really puts I a know. pause on things out of nowhere from Kid Flash. Like, I just, like I think we got to go get this. Kind you of ain't running the show it. no more, Robin. Yeah, no dungeons. Yeah. I'm like, we don't have time for this, Kid Flash. Please. Yeah. Well, and and what I'm glad about this is is I don't think we have a lot of time to spend, you know, seven issues trying to find Lobo when we have the other out there, where we have the, the idea that Roundhouse, Lobo. we want to find out what happened to his sister, things like yeah. that. So kind of melding them all in, and, and it makes sense because What's up Lobo with Jen's gets, crazy brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lobo ends up getting this, you know, bounty, and he ends up at first he ends up getting a bounty. So you get, you know, what is a cold open to give you the idea if you don't know the main man, if you don't know what it's about it it does a good you know thing with it where he shows up at this you know in the bronx in this corner mini mart thing and i I laugh because he likes the lime chili pork rinds one of my least favorite flavors i Uh, hate the lime chili i really don't uh i i actually have recently tried the salt and vinegar pork rinds which delicious yeah i loved it so much actually those were the ones that really really got me it it impressed me and it was one of those a bunch of different bags the other day and i was very sad when i ran out of the salt and vinegar pork rinds it's funny too because when we were talking this week we were talking about ice cream while we were working and i said that back in the day i told my dad that uh my dad was a huge uh uh cookie cookie dough ice cream guy he was a huge guy but he loved cookies uh cookie dough Ice cream. Probably because and he liked cookie dough ice cream so much. Because it kind of just came about when I was a kid. That wasn't out. They were getting a little fancy with the flavors. I mean, New as I was a kid. The future yeah. is here. Oh, my God. Neapolitan or nothing for me. I'm old school. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you got that. And I said to my dad the one day, he's like, oh, I'm telling you, just imagine him just going to town. Like, he can barely talk. He's shoving it, this, uh, you know, cookie dough ice cream. And right I said, now. Daddy. Why Why don't they have a uh-huh. peanut butter cookie dough or a sugar cookie? And his exact quote, which I told you, 
don't jinx it. Like he thought that I was going to ruin oh it for him. Oh my God. But don't I, you I ruin this for me. You've ruined everything else in my life, little Jimmy. Why, don't you dare talk about this. They I ended need up this. getting the chocolate chip cookie dough and nobody thought like that was so mind bending that you couldn't go. Oh, you know, that was already outside the box. You can't go outside the box, outside the box. And I thought once I saw the different flavors of pork rinds, because pork rinds are something if you're on an all, you know, ketone diet, it is one yeah. of the only crunchy snacks that you can have. And so yeah, you kind of like that crunch. And I, and I don't mind. I love pork rinds. I, I'm I'm it's not you know embarrassed to say it, but when I saw these flavors, like especially like I said, salt and vinegar, but they they always had like a barbecue kind of, and this you know even the lime chili. I thought, boy, like why didn't they come up with this sooner? It seemed like it's it's made to we be. We didn't it's have just the like technology back then, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Come on, flavoring I mean, really, things with crazy ideas like dollar, lime man, chili, lime chili pork <laughs> rinds. I mean, how could they ever? get that lime chili dust to actually situate itself onto the we pork spent line. all our know. money putting a man on the moon and you want to talk about snacks yeah really that is true you know that i read a thing i was working on maybe another patreon Liar. podcast of random quotes and random facts actually not quotes and do you know that we ended up putting a man on the moon before somebody figured out to put wheels on luggage isn't that crazy <laughs> that you didn't have wheels on luggage until a year Tell and me. a half after we put a man on the moon just advanced people's minds advanced it was area it was area 51 i know it it was it was all the we alien put the technology. wheels on the luggage the aliens came down that got you know damn right that they had wheels on their luggage that that alien came out he was pulling that luggage vine back to the issue <laughs> lobo goes in and he ends up seeing that this guy you know kanjar Row had sent the him story, on a bounty yeah. to get this guy and it's it's a pretty cool progression where this guy even is very very men in black you know, it's main man oh, in black. Sorry, the way here. it starts out with a guy at a freaking convenience store who turns out to be a Dorian, the race of the Kanjar Row and not. The yeah. idea that he just has a skin over him and Lotus yeah. comes in looking for snacks and blows up the entire store before this guy reveals, like, yeah, I got that complete men in black feel at this oh, point. Yeah. Like, All right, this is fun. Main like, man in is, black uh, would have been my. Main uh, man in black. Oh, that would have been a great that be title. Good? That would have been a really good that title. Would have been so good. Yeah, but it's such like, a little aspect to the rest I of the know issue. It is. It's nothing to do with. I like when the guy's like, "Hey, you better get out of here. I'm from the boogie down." I'm like, "Oh, BDP." Uh, but yeah, I'm so he's like, the "You down too." He's like, "You dumb bastard!" Pulls out his gun and he's like, "You know, I'm going to take care of you." And like you said, it, it gives you the idea and a very good idea that Lobo. He's on Earth. He's going to go and do his thing. He does not care about collateral damage. He doesn't care about property damage. He doesn't care about anything. He's going to do what he has to do. I think that's a very good I'm telling you, my favorite here. part of this whole beginning, though, is when he is doing this, you know, just going through the store, picking up snacks, and he goes to this guy this do- who's a Dorian in disguise, yeah. and he's like, he, he pulls a shotgun at him, you ain't going to get me, and then shoots all the snacks in Lobo's <laughs> hand instead of shooting him, and they're still yeah. looking down at the crumbled pork rinds, yep. like, you dumb bastard. I'm, I'm telling like, you, you know, uh, when he <laughs> did that- so, I want to see an animation of this. Funny. Funny too, when he did that, it reminded me of when that guy in Pulp Fiction comes out of the bathroom. <laughs> he starts shooting, and then and they just look at themselves and then shoot him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I really liked that beginning. I really did. And then he gets a call for his next bounty. And, and you know, Lobo, he don't like the downtime. He's just going to go no. and get the new bounty. And they're like, hey, you know, the new bounty. He's it's a main these, man on a mission. It's these Teen Titans. And he's like, hey, I don't do boy bands. Take a hike. And he's like, no, no, no. I just kind of put a ton of money in your account. Triple and also, your rate. 
there's this girl there in this team who claims that she's your daughter. And that's a good, good twist here. Again, it's not the, hey, this is your daughter, go get her or whatever. He's mad because you know, he's the last Zar- Zarian. He's pissed off. This is and his he's thing. all his other kids. And his other kids are all dead. So he's like, no, 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 this can't be. Uh, so he takes it. And then you get the big dan, dan, dan. He's like, what am I supposed to call you, sugar daddy? And he's like, you may address me as the other. And I'm like, all right, oh my now God. We're, we're going. This is a really we're back good in business. Go. Yeah. And, and so I just, it, it just, it really amazes me that you know, people and now that don't we like spend this so much book time for weird reasons. On that couple of pages yes, for that cold opening. We've spent 20 minutes talking about that. Yeah. The rest of the issue is a The fight. rest of the issue, there's not much. As, yeah. you know, freaking Lobo is just broken in the Mercy Hall and tears apart the Teen Titans while yeah. Crush says, I'm going to kill you over and over yeah. again while getting the crap beat out of her. While everybody tries to help, but we are not a cohesive team at this point when it comes to a, per- a person such as Lobo because he is tearing them apart. And I think that the idea of this too is you have this little bit in the background as well that I'm getting is they were at one point, they were kind of getting to be almost a well-oiled machine. Uh, Not as much as the ski team and better off dead, Eric, but close, but they were getting that. But Or the ski team and ski school. Yeah, because of the Terminus agenda and because they're so mad at Damien and because the, the team is in a little shambles, this is what I like. I don't like the bickering. I don't like the, you know, and that's like you said. So really, what you're saying is we need to be a kid flash off this team flash, right now come, because he's going back, back. That's to all his he whining. Has. He only has oh, that, so he's never going to change it up. I but, want his character to evolve so much because – and they just keep relying on that aspect of him to go back to him. Like, stop it. Look, how many more issues do you think it's going to be? We're at 31 right now where it, Kid Flash stops talking about the dungeon. A hundred and six, I think. Yeah, so instead of the bickering – Show me that the team is not ready for anything. And this is anything. Lobo showing up is out of the blue. They don't realize. Yeah, that's a big deal. This is where you're going to see a team that if something out of the blue happens where Lobo breaks into Mercy Hall, they don't have time to plan. They don't have them sitting, you know, okay, you two go here, you go there, whatever. He just breaks in. So you see here in plain deal with the art. As well, not just being told, you see that they are not a team right now because they're in disarray. They're in disarray. And even like, yeah, you have the David's whole, got one you have the dungeon right now. Yeah, really. And even with the dungeon part, it just kind of, that is okay being brought up for me just because of the idea that that is distracting Kid Flash. I don't like whiny Kid Flash, but that is distracting. But I do love when he comes well, in, he grabs Him, him bringing it up actually wants me... Antonio, it makes me want to think, though, did he let the rest of those villains go, or are they still down there they besides Deathstroke, who's not there? They must still be down there, I dead? guess. I don't know. It's so weird. You have Lobo there. He comes in, he, and, and there's no, you know, watching him go to Mercy Hall. They, I mean, you're right in the middle of the battle, so it goes right in. You're just going to have a yeah. battle the rest of the time. But I like when you have them all react, and you have, you know, Damien whips out, you know, a batarang, they're going to go. I love the idea that Roundhouse is one of the first to kind of really try to do something. He tries to break a chair over the back of Lobo, and it's like well, that's so the funny. Thing is, the, way, the, the way it was played out at this point, too, it did almost seem like a wrestling match, so when he- he oh, came yeah. out of nowhere and broke a chair over his back. I'm like, this really, I'm like, why does this feel like so much like wrestling? Now, like, for some reason, I was actually reading all of Lobo's lines, like Randy Macho Man Savage. It's Randy Macho Man. Like, so when, That's well, what I need so now. When, uh, so when Roundhouse went and hit him with the chair, I'm like, 
It is a wrestling Ooh. match. Oh, my. It's great. The best is, why couldn't there have been one of the older heroes? I, I know Batman would be a little extreme, but just say Barry Allen had gone there because Kid Ooh, Flash had called him. baby girl now, is how we're going to hear that that have a family reunion. <laughs> just imagine if Barry was there and he got knocked out. He was like kind of the ref. And then they start using illegal items. That, that's when Roundhouse hits him. <laughs> like Roundhouse, oh, boy, he gets hit. And, and they're, they're all getting smacked around. I mean, at one point, Lobo just punches Kid Flash. And, and you know Emiko and they're going at it I love the idea too that uh, Damien kind of gets past he ducks he's going but then Lobo grabs him and again like a wrestling move he grabs Damien and Roundhouse and smashes them <laughs> into each other if only there could have been something to have ropes uh, you know have that also you have Lobo doing the Hulk Hogan listening to the crowd Ooh, forgot but yeah how much it's, I it's hate pretty kids. much all that so what happens then he's kind of going and Lobo does end up realizing that uh Crush is on the up and up. It is Crush. So we, we get something. I never thought that Crush wasn't his daughter. Well, you know, uh, that's this- all you ever have to do. If you're ever worried about if you have a, if somebody is your child or not, all you got to do is pick them up by the neck, get them close and smell them. And like Lobo, you too will know if this is your child or not. The other day, I, I really, Rafe has been, you know, me and Rafe have been kind of battling a little lately and he's, he's not very nice to me. So I thought, you know what? Maybe he's not my son. So I went and sniffed him and he stunk. So I said, yeah, you're my boy. You you got B.O. Yeah. And that's how yeah, I did it. That's how I did together. it. I'm just like Lobo. I'm like, yeah, it smells Sniff like test. you you wash those clothes in Some the shower. Some do with laundry. Yeah. Some do and with then kids. I'm like, and then I'm looking. I'm like, hey, look at you. You got shorts on and a hoodie. And it's it's very hot. Huh? You're my son. Come here, boy. Uh, yeah. So they're attacking each other. Jin comes to save everybody and kind of puts, uh, you know, I guess is trying to show Lobo maybe how upset Crush is. You know what I mean? Because she ends up sending her into Crush's room with the pretty much the Lobo wall of, yeah. of destruction the of how much killer kill be killed. Kill uh, yeah, psychopath. Wall. And uh, yeah, Lobo's just like, yeah, someone's a little obsessed. Like Lobo here is, Ooh, he's, yeah. he's not caring about dolphins crying here. Lobo is there for a bounty. <laughs> he's going to do it. And again, I think that you have to kind of get past this idea that Lobo, you know, is a good guy. Now, this is the main man. Yeah, I think it's a little over the top that he's going after kids and, and things like that. But it's it's Lobo. He's he, doing he it. I think there's, the there's going to be a twist, though, anyway. But yeah, so as he's like, he he's kind of intrigued uh, of Jin being a genie but as oh, that lobo knows I like what that, to the do. idea that he's actually gone against genies before this and killed yeah. a few i'm like oh that's kind of cool yeah. too the idea of he's already done this i'm like okay that like that's a new aspect for me lobo he'd been there he'd done that boy yeah that i i like it too i, I hope one of them isn't mean genie okerland i mean that would really upset me <laughs> but he ends up getting it you know she goes to attack him and he ends up getting you know a mirror and gives her the whammy back, and she so he knows what oh, yeah. to do. Uh, and so, the if you want action, if you want action, I mean, this is all this is. He's grabbing, you know, Crush by the hair. I'm telling you, he ends up at it's, one it's point. All this and like throws Which, Crush out of Mercy Hall yeah. all the way to a freaking train have station. Mercy. This is where all these defunct trains. I'm like, and we get out of Mercy Hall. We just continue the fight there between Crush and Lobo. And I like the one idea too. Is like, hey, I'm going to bring Obelisk. You know, Crush's chain. She's like, no, yeah. don't do that because yeah, she's Lobo, afraid. This, this came from Lobo. I can't lose this thing again. I love yeah. it so much. I yeah. can't think that Lobo might be able to control it more than I can. So to say that, I'm like, well, that's a cool aspect. Because we only had that, that one is. real issue dealing with Obelisk when we got it back. I so actually like, forgot about it. I need to see more of this. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I, I, we're not yeah, dealing I'm enough with, with these three new characters, and I like them a lot. And I do like the, the fact that we're finally getting into it. Like, you know, we have dealing with Crush and Loba right now and the different aspects of these characters. You know, like I said before, there's even a, not even this, but like uh, Jin's brother. But it even says in this issue where uh, Roundhouse says, I tried to transform into something squishy. I'm like, yeah, I still don't understand your powers, Roundhouse. Yeah, but Hopefully I, we'll get I more hope into that, that yeah, when we deal with your sister as well. And, and why I like this is, yeah, we're taking a, any more interruptions. We're taking an Titans. aside. We're taking an aside with Crush, but this isn't like a lot of times you'll have these issues where it'll be like, you know, Crush, daddy issues. And then it'll just be Crush going off. She'll start the issue and go, hey, smell you guys later. I'm going to go and figure things out. And you'd, the, you get the whole team here. Like you said, just that oh, idea that Roundhouse says that about being, it kind of gets you like, oh man, I want to know more about you too. You have the yeah. other thrown in that is an Emiko deal that will end up going. And then you also have Lobo picking up a train and smashing it on Crush. And I like the idea too. He's like, you think you're my daughter, whatever, you know, let's see this healing factor in, in play. And then he realizes, you know, okay, you are, but you only a half, Sarnian, and you're not going to be as tough as me. Like a half does not be Which the is the weird thing because, well, that's the whole thing because a lot of times when you have a situation like this, whether it be like John Kent or something from Dragon Ball Z where you have a half Saiyan, half human, for some reason, some even when you're reason Kryptonian, they usually like John super Kent, dupers it. Exactly. For yeah. some reason, that becomes super duper. They're yeah. even stronger than original. I'm like, well, why is that not the case for Zardians? Come on, Crush. Get up, girl. Get up. I, I, I always think that they, they just end up doing it because it's a legacy thing and they have to up the ante so that you accept this character. It makes no sense. <laughs> the, the best, actually, this I like, but the best play of it was in the adventures of super sons when we saw that the older john ended up getting fat because of his his yeah. human size his now human that was metabolism. uh but yeah so as this is going on it's just like you said it's just a big fight lobo has you know the catchphrase daddy's home he's you know you can run little girl but you can't hide uh and then at the end he ends up in a disgusting deal tasting her blood so they can get her set and i'm like yeah uh but yeah and then maybe That's what eric, i do maybe eric for a one of your favorite deals here. Then he hits the space hunt. All right. And goes off because he, luckily, he's about to kill Crush. And that's when Wallace just, comes just in. Just stomp her head in. Thank God Kid Flash did something good here. It looks like she's still really having some problems. And this is part one of two. So we're going to get the next uh, issue. And uh, yeah, and it's the main man coming. The next issue like of Daddy Issues? Daddy Issues, yes. And I, I think the main man this, coming? this was fun. This was a fun yeah. issue that you get the main man, which we don't get a lot of, but it also gives you little things for each of the characters, including, like we said, we can get upset about it, but at least there was something about that dungeon. So that's thrown in. He's giving you a issue of a fight, but we're getting these little snippets of things that intrigue me and that keep going and things like that. And I, I would love to have Lobo kind of in the next issue kind of realize that maybe he shouldn't be going this far and maybe help them out. I don't know. And maybe get involved with this. I, I mean, just imagine. I know. But just imagine since you did have Lobo in the Justice League of America book of Steve Orlando and he kind of, you know, teamed up a little with Ryan Choi and gave him some advice and things. I would love to have the issue where Batman finds out that Lobo is guiding his son and the Teen Titans, that they're taking advice from him. Uh, it'd be hilarious. But we'll see how it goes. So I like that better with when I was I thought it was going to be Deathstroke doing that. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, you know, they needed him to die. Eric. Now it's Lobo. But uh, yeah, I like this. I, I, I 
I had fun. I actually think talking about it, I had even more fun with that beginning. And I'm going to go up in my yeah, score. That's a great I'm going to go on 8-5. the beginning. It's a great yeah, cold I'm going to go 8-5. And I, I even told you before we started recording that I had a little problem with the art. Um, because a lot of the panels were close up. I thought the action didn't yeah. play out as well as it could. Looking at it again, I think that that was just me going through it the first time. And I think I was just kind of, you know, I, I admit too, I, I was in the middle of a nap kind of. I was a little sleepy, Eric. But, That's the way to uh, read you books. know, now that I'm awake and I'm taking my medicine very late today, as as always, as the reg, yeah. Eric, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this. As so the I'm going to go 8 5. Yeah, as the reg, me taking the medicine too late. Um, yeah, can you tell I'm starting to talk really fast? Yeah. <laughs> the medicine yeah, is yeah. kicking in. Oh, my. Uh, do you ever, do you ever, uh, have somebody that is from not our area. We're from the Philadelphia area, and they they talk to you, and they you're just talking your normal way, and they're like, "Man, you guys talk so fast here." They always say that, and I don't think that's I don't the talk case. to I, anybody. That's true. You talk to me. You're slow poke. Uh, what would you give it? I'm going eight five. What would you give it? I'm sticking with my initial seven point five out of ten because while I really enjoyed this issue and the idea that we're moving the crush story forward with this web and I like the way it was set up to get there. The guy is it was just an over the top fight, which was in my mind started out just to be a giant wrestling match, which I did love, but yeah. it was still a giant fight. The cold opening was great. The art was great. It's just I needed a little bit more out of this. Hopefully we get you know more for the second issue, the second part of this story dealing with what Crush is going to do with her daddy issues going forward. Yeah. I just hope Lobo Eric did not kill Mean Genie Okerlund. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What is the, the next issue is also on yours, and I'm upset that this first section I could have used the Eric rings the bell, and I couldn't could because have. we always start off with the reviews deal. I like to kind of keep things in their their place, Eric, in their proper place. Everything with a place. Uh, what's the next? What does issue? that mean? Night, I don't Nightwing know. number sixty one, no written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ronan Kiket, Nick Filardi, and and World Design. The Nightwing team take on Burn back once again to end this arc out where we find out who the mysterious figure behind this burning bruiser is and really we had two characters introduced that could only have been walter or melissa stapleton and neither is really all that interesting in the end this is a bit of a lackluster ending but the art and fight scenes were great yeah i uh I'm not one to brag, Eric, uh, but I kind of get upset because you have been the soothsayer of the podcast. It's not as impressive, but I pretty much had figured this one out from the beginning uh, with the dad being the, you know, the culprit. That makes it doesn't make sense in my mind. No, I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense. And the thing that gets me by the end is I wish that Dan Jurgens would have went full out with what he should have done. You're in, I know you're in Bloodhaven. And I even said to you, it'd be weird because, you know, having a kind of a spirit type in the blood. thing, you know, uh, you know, and having a something that's kind of a ghost or, or something like that. But you are in a town, you are in a town where, you know, shark people walk around. So you could do it. But at the end, he didn't, I know, he didn't go full out, which I wish he did, because it would have been better to me if you just had this kind of thing, that it was a spirit-type psychic energy, negative energy, throwing in at the end of, oh, yeah, he was a meta. That seemed like it was that's trying it was. to, like, well, the th- thing that's is, not that an explanation is, enough to make that, it, you know? Well, I'm saying, though, that could be the whole explanation, one of the psychic persona kind of deal, like well, that the psychic rage is, could just be due to the meta that. gene. Yeah, well, that's what they're going <laughs> meta, with. I'm, I'm telling you, Dan Jurgens is afraid. Somebody's on the, on Twitter, like, oh, Jurgens, the Dan Jurgens, how dare you? There's no ghost in Bloodhaven. No, 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 it's not a ghost, it's meta. What? That don't make no sense. 
kids. The guy, the guy wasn't doing anything before. You never had his daughter like, man, I, we used to have this idea that everybody that my dad was mad at, my dad would go to sleep. Next morning, these guys would have the crap beat out of them. Like, if you had that... Okay, then I'd go with it. If you've shown you, the whole any is- sort of things with this before, this was another mystery that didn't need to be a mystery, really. It didn't no. need this. Didn't need to be you like a you know a Tomasi really on the other one. Yeah, just go right in the you know. It just ends up where it was another thing that you couldn't play around with uh, and figure out. But it it never I never took but I never took it as a full out mystery. I just wanted to see what was going on. I think something might have been rushed or something that we're missing an issue here or something because there's no setup at all. It's just well, I, I love almost the idea need that, that whole thing where you know Walter Stapleton, who is Burnback, you know the the officer yeah. who was shot when Hutch was in the academy, he couldn't back him up properly, and he's been in a coma ever since in a vegetable state. This whole thing where this metagene has put this Burnback out there, his rage and his fire that he's angry against the police station the thing is we never had that from this guy we know he's a decorated officer who loved the police force so the idea that he is going and burning down all these police stations because of what happened doesn't really play unless you have it where he woke up at some point all i did was listen to my daughter all upset about how much she wanted to the yeah, police we station wanted, to burn that's in what hell. we wanted you know, something. that's her. I wanted something that it was the combo of her anger going with him. The psychic energy comes from him hell. being upset. Like when you hear, you know, you're in a coma and the person hears everything going on, that that I was infuriating him and all that. Yeah. Uh, I see dead people. So oh you're going here, though. And if you wanted to have this mystery, you could have had the setup. First off, it didn't seem like he was ever even upset about taking Hutch no. out. This was a normal thing. It just things went wrong and unfortunately they did and it seemed to be the setup for hutch at first but then it twisted into being the setup for this you know burn back and uh while this is going on if you wanted to have this mystery i know this is kind of you know script doctoring but you know show us some piece of craps from back in the day show us hutch telling us like uh, in a flashback how they weren't supposed to go out that day and this one detective and the captain or the sarge was like hey we'll get them they were bad cops that you know, you know her father police, was her you know, well i'm saying you know her father was uh going to stapleton was going to blow the whistle on them something like that so then when he is in a coma and he came back you had down the line these people getting killed as they're going by this mysterious thing. Then we have a mystery. Now it's cliched, but we so have the mystery. Have, and then at you have the this end, whole thing where the bad cops killed him because they shut him up. It made it look no, like it was no, a drug saying, deal no, gone I'm bad. Saying they and now set he's him coming up back with, from beyond no, the grave trying to they take set him up. I don't know. No, they set him up by putting Hutch with them and knowing that Hutch wouldn't be able to handle it. And he he died. They don't have to kill him. They just set him up to do this because they could. They're like, okay, you're going out with this Hutch. And he's like, oh, he's, you know, he's too green. He can't handle this. No, no, he can handle it. Then the guy has problems because by the end, it kind of gets with that anyway. He seems to be mad at the police department about Hutch going out with him. It it didn't seem like it was set up at all. I don't know what he's mad about because he's a giant burning monster that's just fueled with rage because, you know, Medellin things down but that's the thing is like i actually would have liked the whole thing too where they solved the idea where all right we're gonna pull the plug on old walter stapleton he's not getting better and you know he's there's a giant burning monster out and about so we're gonna pull the yeah. plug and kill him i would have liked since this is the first real kind of new villain for nightwing or for bloodhaven type of thing where he would have maintained this like this burnback state after his body yeah. had died so we would have a villain going forward but no burnback goes away with walter i'm like 
Well, there yeah. goes that idea. Yeah. So much yeah. for the Bloodhaven tar pit. Yeah, everybody wanted it. Uh, we do see, and I but, saw in your review, one thing that you did like, at least you get names for all the team. Nightwing yeah, Gold Nightwing and Nightwing Gold. Blue for Colleen and, and Zach Edwards. All right. You know, it's, it's not He's not too very, big on the names at Rick Grayson. He's not too creative. Well, the, the thing about it is you could get creative and then you confuse people. I think Dan Jurgens is know, just Nightwing like, Prime, okay, we're, we're going to go Red, pretty Nightwing much Gold on and Nightwing Blue. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. It's very easy. Uh, and yeah, so you get the team. You kind of this actually for a conclusion to an, a little arc here. It is the yeah. City of Blaze conclusion. It's kind of a weird deal where I can actually tell people that they could jump into this issue. Yeah, they might not get the burn back stuff, but did we? You know, it wasn't yeah. really set up, but you get the characters' names. Walter name. was angry. You actually, you actually get descriptions of the characters from Rick Grayson. Well, you might want to hey, go to last you know, issue Colleen. because last issue started with with Hutch being Nightwing Red and yeah, uh, you could do that. But even if you Nightwing just Prime. went with this, if you went with this this deal with the Dan Jurgens, yeah, maybe the last issue. But even you get the whole Colleen Edwards aggressive, maybe to a fault, headstrong. You, you get full out descriptions. Well, of the first time Zach does something very good in my mind. I'm telling yeah. you, he's always the. Ca- He's always the guy that you think's going to get hurt or get killed in the series. When he comes flying out with a car, and yeah. <laughs> like he saves the day in my mind in this he issue. Need, he needs a stuntman. That's what Zach needs because every time he does <laughs> do something, he gets hurt. Uh, but again, it even says uh, you know it's spelled out where you know there he is. You know Zach, he doesn't really have his heart into it. He's here for his sister and also to go for his dad's legacy. It's very well you know spelled out. Now, if you've been yeah. reading this since the Rick Grayson stuff and you didn't bail like a lot of people, maybe this issue kind of is like, eh, you know what? You're kind of treading the ground again. It's a little bit, but I actually liked it. I actually had, uh, you know, enough fun with it. It's action packed. It's just by oh, the yeah. end where you have, it's just the story itself. The and reveal I, I is can't very give it a pass. I can't give it a no. pass because we didn't give Tomasi passes on his stories with Arkham Knight and the Dream Machine and things like that. So I can't give Jurgens, who I actually am more fond of, but I can't give him a full pass because, yeah, it ends up with pretty much showing us that this villain meant nothing and out of nowhere we're told that he's meta in a way that's so bizarre we're like meta. i had a feeling he was meta <laughs> so i got a hold of the meta police and they were meta and they told me meta i'm like really they just keep saying meta it's like this uh, he's comatose so i called the neurologist and they confirmed that yeah. he showed the unusual brain activity for someone in that state guess what they found when i asked them to check for the meta gene Positive, meta, positive, meta gene. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it if it's like Zach's like positive. No way, that's a negative. And they're like, you, you, you don't go with that joke, buddy. But yeah, so through all this, you're trying to figure out the mystery. So I, they're, I like they're this fighting. idea too. For some reason, they have this real big idea of what the meta gene does too. From this neurologist, yeah. like, does you know, you know what? Guess what I they said when I asked for the meta gene positive. You and then Rick's like. You think the fire creature is a full realized product of his subconscious? And then Sapiens is like this. To be specific, the manifestation yeah. of his emotional rage at the beings confined, being confined, unable to move or interact with others. I'm like, all right. Yep. You're pretty specific you. about this manifestation yeah. now in the yeah, rage really. behind it, yeah, what like, his motivations uh, are. He's upset, Jim. Well, he is upset. I think that the funniest thing in this is you had, you know, it leading up to this and we were kind of play, you know, trying to play along a little. We were guessing yeah. who it is. And it seems like you have, you know, Stapleton realizes by at one point he's like, okay, I'm in Bloodhaven. There's 
there's these Nightwing team. I see them. I'm fighting them. They're a little dense. I better start yelling stuff about my daughter. I better start really exposing who I am because out of nowhere, it's like, where is she? My daughter. Like, what? Yep, time to call well, the neurologist. A, like, yeah. Oh, well, I guess this is him. But yeah, so they end up. And it's funny, too, because you, you get what's supposed to be, uh, you know, kind of the feels where the daughter who has been just a real jerk to everybody in this book. So yeah. I can't say that I care for her at all. She's been pretty much, you know, get out of my face, you hutch. I hate your guts. And now all of a sudden it's like, daddy, please don't go. And they're all just standing around because they ended up getting water. Uh, you ended up where Zach ended up driving a car, flipping said car into a, into a fire hydrant that and ended that, up dousing. That, that, that won't happen on the East coast. So that's, that's not yeah. true. That's weird. No, that wouldn't. That's crazy. Eric. But yeah, so it goes with that, you know, you're firefighting lie to you. uh, past. Yeah. So they, they end up doing this and she does go and she's like, and, and also she's been like, I'm so angry. You guys with, you did this. Yeah. And then the dad's like, I, you know, I did it for you. You're mad. We're going to burn this place down. She's like, no, daddy, please just let go. I'm like, why didn't you say that before? It's your prodding that did this. Then I also thought like, is somebody going to get arrested here? Because I, somebody did something wrong. But again, you what have you uh, Stapleton die the then. plug on him. He paid the ultimate Well, he price. died. I'm telling you, that daughter, if they went to the tape, she might be an accessory to all this. She, I think she he goaded him into Look, it. All but she yeah, was they doing was singing Twisted Sister's Gonna Burn in Hell mm, over and yeah, over again. That's were. all and she was doing. Gonna, she might She's even go with fan. We're Not Gonna Take It as well. She's a big Twisted Sister <laughs> fan. But Who yeah, so... She ends up and she's like, you know, daddy, please let go. They end up getting the call. Oh, no, you're dead. The brain. And I love the idea, too, is you have to. They, Dan Jurgens wants to just end this. So you have this. I'm telling you, one of the oddest uh, neurologists where he comes in and this is his bedside manner. He's just like, uh, Melissa, things have changed. That slight brain activity your father had before. It gone. You know, just say oh, goodbye. No. It, it just that's all. It's basically like he, he has water he on the pull, brain. Pull the plug, please. Just pull the plug. Also, I love that I would have liked the plug being pulled, at legitimately a plug being pulled, but I like that he's like, she's like, I guess do it. Okay. He did that visual like, representation. He, he's there on the computer. He's typing up an email. Hey, baby, I'm getting to pull the plug again. That really riles me up. Get ready. Daddy's coming home tonight. Put on that sexy like, number I like. I love that it's just the hit the enter key, it looks like. He's doing beep, beep, Obviously. beep, not even looking. That's all you got to do. You, Somebody might actually lean on one of these computers in this hospital. People are dead. Uh, do me yeah, a favor, let's Jim. Go. Just, whenever you, if you're ever at a hospital, don't ever lean on a computer. Just don't do Dear it. Dear baby, I'm doing it again, pulling the plug. It riles me up, Eric. Didn't you think that would do that? Uh, but yeah, he ends up. They no. pull the plug, and that's it. That's the end. You have the, we hardly knew you, Beckford. He's done. And then you have you know the Dick Grayson, Rick Grayson throughout this was talking again as a kind of jumping on point. Hey, you know, I remember my family i remember all that but when they died i i don't remember anything since even though i kind of do but i don't and it's kind of a little gray area but hey if being a hero is days like this i consider not knowing that a blessing and then he goes off and, and even appears- beyond that we do continue on the idea too where colleen is talking you know narration to herself about the idea yeah. can we really trust this cabbie we don't know anything about him so yeah. we have from both ends of like all around the nightwing squad yeah. and stuff like yeah, this that it. they want to know more about this cabbie rick grayson who shows up and seems to be 
better at what they're doing, which is crazy to them. But when Rick at the end here jumps off that building, I don't think he knows what this this whip rope he has no, no. because he's got the end attached to his belt. And I'm like, that's not going to help it you It looks nothing. like he's doing one of those dances, the ribbon dances. Oh, yeah, yeah. help you, buddy. Yeah, he's don't like, keep that jumping off the true. building. He's like, hey, I can jump off. I got this hooked on. Oh, no. He's got a hook oh, to himself. Loop. It's a swan dive to the asphalt. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's gone. He's done. Uh, but yeah, that was yeah, the end I of liked Rick it. Grayson. And I did. I was going to say that. Ye. Yeah, really. Uh, the whole idea, it seems that Sapienza is the one who really trusts uh, Rick. You know, cabbie, yeah. as they call it. But well, I, even I do think Sap that has his questions, goes, too, that we saw last issue. Yeah, as this goes, though, they are, you know, starting to trust him a little more. So, yeah, if, if you have not read any of the Rick Grayson and... You know, you, you listen to us, and yeah, we've been up and down with it as well. It's not like we've loved yeah. everything about it. Um, the the thing is, to me, we're past the point that you can be angry about him being Rick Grayson. You just have to decide: Are you a Nightwing fan? Are you a Rick or Dick Grayson fan? If you're not, then fine. You know, just stop complaining about it because that's what we get right now. Just you go off. You have a, a lot of other books, and but if you're interested in it, want to see if if this whole thing is. These last two issues, like Eric said, the last one and this one, it gives you an idea of a book that has a lot of action going on. You know, you yeah. have some characters, and I do so think it's not that my, it's not my Nightwing. No, but it's I'm not my Nightwing either. And, and again, the character. I don't bring it up a lot as much as I used to. He's my favorite character, and so you don't hear me complaining every issue about it. I've gotten past now the idea. Now let's go off and complain about Batman. It. Yeah, really. Well, we have to <laughs> review them from what people tell me. Uh, but yeah, so with this, I do think that. Colleen and Zach and Hutch and Seppi. Uh-huh. I think that they yeah. are cool characters. I actually like so the I. characters. I want to so, know more about them. Yeah. I mean, the biggest complaint that me and Eric have had since, you know, Dick Grayson got shot in the head is we didn't get enough of those characters. And I liked how you said even Sapienza last issue where you get in this one, Colleen talking to herself and, and thinking about yeah. what she thinks of Rick. So we're getting a little in that. So, yeah, I think that this is something that uh, people are not giving enough of a chance. And maybe you should, maybe you should just jump on, just, you know, kind of get away from the idea that it's not your character. It's not how you want him. Eventually he'll be back. And, you know, you might Obviously. end up but finding I, out I, that you, this is from, okay. From rebirth, from rebirth on to when this whole like you know status quo changed, I found the Nightwing book to getting kind of stale. So the idea yeah. that this happened, it's not my first idea that I would want to have him decorating, getting shot in the head, and forgetting everything. But the idea that something new has happened has actually yeah. intrigued me and actually made this book fresher than it was because yeah, it's and, at least and, something new. It's not, and it's not like you said, it's not going to stick around forever. So I'm going to try to enjoy what we have as long as it is I'm decent. With you. And right now, it's not the best book ever. It's not terrible no. either. No, it isn't. It's certainly not the worst book at DC and. We were getting to a point where I even told you that it was getting to, you know, maybe they should kind of cancel it and come back a little later with a restart. Well, this kind of restarted it while it was going. That's exact. This ended up, it was feeling a lot like Green Arrow. As we went, it was getting real stale, like you said, and nobody seemed to know what to do with the book. At least it does have a direction. It might not be your direction, but I- I'm not minding it. I'm giving this a 7.5. Again, if you are just jumping into these two issues, you may like it even more, but there is a lot of recap, and it ends up with that nonsense reveal uh, backburn, yeah. but I like the character stuff more than I did like the mystery anyway, so uh, what would you give it? 
I ended up giving this on the site a 6.8 out of 10. And that's for me loving the character work and the art. It's just that this whole yeah, like story arc well. of Backburn and the mystery reveal. I'm like, there wasn't much here and you want the most uninteresting route to deal with it. So that was my biggest problem with the book. But I still had fun reading it, even though I was let down by the end. All right. Well, there you go. We're done the first section of books. It's going to be quicker. I thought that this first section would be an hour. It was not. So we're going to we're going to have a short podcast <laughs> this week. Uh, but we're going to go off now to some mail. Shout in the head. And now he's in pain. You just messed up Dick's brain. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen. Let's hear. Yes, and this is Mail with Jim. Last week, it really was Mail with Jim because you really uh, were not with me, so you're back. We didn't even mention that. I'm I forgot back. All, that seems like three years ago. It really does to me. Uh, but hey, here we are. We're at the mail section. I did say earlier we had one email. We actually have one and a half, two. Uh, but yeah, before I go on, if you want to be in the mail section, we read everything that we get. Uh, you could be the star of the show. Email us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like J-Men did. And J-Men emailed right. last week. Over half um, it just We got it from Half Moon Bay. I actually got the email after we had recorded, or at least I recorded the email. So <laughs> here we go. Hi, Jim. What's up, Eric? What's up, J-Men? I have been a couple of months of hiatus from comic books. I come back to DC's Happy Rebirth being erased like Wally West in a poorly written Tom King book. I don't even want happier silly books. I just want some hope, baby. That's what you want, right? You want the hope. Heroes in Crisis was a depressing pile of crap. Wonder Twins was enough SJW crap to suck the fun out of the story. Let's not even talk about Batman. Superman, Action Comics, Leviathan, and just about anything Brian Michael Bendis touches doesn't interest me and never seems to scream hope or fun. Jessica Odyssey is not very fun or hopeful for me, (laughs) although it is kind of cool to see Jessica Cruz kick button on the other worlds. Justice League Dark seems like it has potential but drags way too much. I agree. The series 
theories that are actual good do not scream hope. Justice League really is a whole year around the villains winning hopeful. Detective Comics, the Batman who laughs, no comment. Deceased, yeah, zombie flicks are always hopeful. Green Lantern, not very hopeful in my opinion. And Batman and the Outsiders. It is pretty dark going on right now. The only hopeful title is Shazam, which reads more like an Alice in Wonderland. We are. Still not, yeah. Uh, Shazam, which reads like an Alice in Wonderland continuation. <laughs> it's going to be an Alice in Wonderland meets Wizard of Oz. Soon Just get there Captain more. Marvel yeah. family. Yeah, I said it. Sue me. But I have a feeling Jeff Johns will gradually delay these issues more and more. It's already delayed the next issue, much like Doomsday Clock. Yeah. I decided to turn my attention to a new publishing company. I've recently discovered TKO Presents. And he has the address. It's TKOPresents.com if you want to go check that out. Although it does not have an... We're starting right now. Knockout, the TKO Presents podcast. That'd be pretty good, right? Knockout. There it is. That's a TKR. It does not have some good good comic books and a new publishing strategy. Each series available six issues from start and a finish. There's no waiting to find out what will happen in the next issue next month. The whole story for a given series is available immediately. So you you can binge it, Eric. It's taking that Netflix approach to the whole thing. That's what it's going with. And there are three different ways to collect a series. You can purchase all six issues in a graphic novel. You can purchase a series as a six uh, single issues in a collector's box or you can get six issues digitally. That's kind of cool. Check it out. That's all for now. Keep up I just imagine, work. though, it's a whole thing that I have a problem with the Netflix shows, stuff like that, where it'll drop all six issues all at once. You can binge watch or read it, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And by the time it takes for the next six issues to come out, I've already forgotten about it and don't care about that, it anymore. That might be, uh, you know, something going on. Maybe there are only six issues he's saying. Maybe, Maybe. each series only lasts that. Uh, but he says Unless check it, it out. Unless it sells really well. Yeah. Well, then you have season two. Check it out. Yeah. That's it for all. Uh, keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. That's J-Men from Half Moon Bay. And no, he is not J-Man. the new He's not the new press agent for TKO Presents, I don't I, think. I think he might uh, be. He might be, but he's he's excited about it. That's pretty cool. There's, I mean, really. if I get excited when there, I launch, launch companies, we, we too. We say this, and, and I, I mention it occasionally, especially to you, is the idea that when we have a podcast and we're down on these books, and people are like, oh, man, you and Eric, you're so miserable. You hate for hate's sake, we really have based everything that we do on DC Comics and them being good. So the idea that we want them to be bad or we're trying to push that they're bad when they're not, it does not benefit us any sort of way. We not just don't want to fake the funk and say it's good when it isn't. We can't bring ourselves to do that. Really, it has crossed our minds. I'm not going to joke. I'm like, I don't know what to do, Eric. We hate all this and everything is based off these things. But no, when it's when the, the you know it comes push to shove and we're on the pod, I can't do it. So... Uh, there are other ways to get your comic book fix is what I'm saying. And yeah, it may lead you away go from us. Read old stuff. It gotcha. stinks, but you can do that. You, if you go on the DC universe app, which you love, you can do that, but you, you can mix in some, oh, you know, so image comics, some IDW. I mean, you saggy Jimbo, Eric, we love that issue that came out this week. We had a lot of fun so with it, right? I think we might have had an interview on that podcast. I can't remember. Uh, well, you know, Image, Aftershock. There's there's a lot of companies out there. And God forbid, boom. Marvel. I mean, yeah, boom. There you go. Boom goes the dynamite. Eric's boom slash dynamite podcast that he wants to get going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, there's always options. And I know that some people just, they want to sit there. And it's one of those where, you know, you get a toy. We've said this before. Where you get a video kind of game toy? was me growing oh. up. And I get a video game and it stinks. But it's the only one I got. 
and I'm not going to get one for months. So I try to convince myself that it's good. I try to see the silver lining that just isn't there. I understand that people want that. They're trying to do that with a lot of things and some of it being DC Comics. Their relationships When you come to our podcast, that doesn't mean that you have to hate us just because we don't like a book as much as you or stuff like that. It's just you're getting our honest opinion and hopefully you're honest with yourself as well. But this is the next email and the one that I said I forgot all about it was Craig and Craig did email this last week but because you weren't on the mail section I couldn't answer this for you so Craig's second part of his email the first part was about continuity and and how your continuity doesn't match up in his mind because you were a vegan you didn't smoke then you ate all meat and stuff that he thinks that your continuity continuity is way insane now yeah it's it's way on point with that, I, I do have this for that. Just to remind you of that email if everybody's Could listening. Load up your pistols. Continuity. It's so long. People. It takes forever. Coming to town. Coming to town. Oh, <laughs> God, wrong turn. Thanks, wrong Spit turn. it out. I, I, I can't bring myself to shorten those pauses. No. Remember when I played the actual live footage of that, the raw feed? <laughs> it's three times longer. It's three. I love the one time when we had one of the question deals, and I, I really hope that I can get a hold of Wrong Turn that we can have that for the next annuals week at the end of July. Have another one of those question deals. Remember that one time? That I'm like, you what's are. your favorite band? And it took him like three minutes, and then he just said poison like he always does. <laughs> oh my! Here's a three part question. Craig wants to know, Mister Shea, what's your favorite all time yes. horror comic? Is my it creepy? favorite horror comic? It's, no, it's not creepy. It would probably be the Nightbreed series from like the early '90s and stuff like that. It yeah. was the first four issues, I think, were the issues that like told the movie story of Nightbreed and then continued on after that, which I found really cool as a kid because I'm like, I really like that movie and the Midians of Monsters. I mean, the Monsters of Midian really yeah. captivated me. So the idea that you can continue on in a comic, really all about that. So that's probably my you favorite like horror it. series as a comic. I, I, the way you talk about that, it would it would be as if you had a GeoCities page for Nightbreed. I mean, it, oh it really God, seems like you are such a fanboy that GeoCities was made just for a Nightbreed page from you. For how I much I was could, into that? I, was I, like, I was into so many again. different things and that I don't care about anymore at all. I don't even put any thought into Somebody it at all. It's out ridiculous there, to me. A- anybody who has any sort of tech skills and internet skills and stuff, make a page that you can recreate your GeoCities page just for fun to show people because I need to see a recreation of this Nightbreed HTML page. again. I need that. Uh, he also says, is Mr. Shea reading any new horror comics right now? Deceased? Is DC putting out any horror comics? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe. Deceased is pretty much yeah. the only thing. I, yeah, I that's Besides the thing what is, we did for the podcast, I don't really pretty, read a lot yeah. of different comics outside yeah, we're, of like we're, the DC Universe app for old stuff. I'm, I've been reading the original Swamp Thing series Swamp a bit, Thing. so yeah, that. You have been, yeah. yeah. So you can go with that. But yeah, we're pretty tied up with all the things that we do. But yeah, you got that. And assuming Evil Bong versus Ginger Dead Man is a given, then which horror comic Obviously. would Mr. Shea want to see? What would you want to see besides uh, G- Evil Bong versus Ginger Dead Man? I would really like to see a Phantasm comic that just actually really? lays more of the groundwork for how that story works out. Because that final movie they put out like a year or two ago, it just it took 20 years to make, and it just left you with no answers to anything. It was just the mess. So I want something to kind of erase cool. that Ravager from the last series. Maybe and maybe just make they could get a, a hold of, get a hold of Angus Scrim. 
Yeah, get a hold of Angus and oh, have him write it, right? <laughs> no, yeah. he is. He's the tall man, Eric. He dead. Uh, yeah, that that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, any, I'm gonna make. I it would. Be I want to cool. make a. I want to make a ginger dead man comic. I know they kind of tried to do it, but I want to make you one. And it's gonna be called. It. Yeah, I'm gonna call it Saturday Night Cleaver. Is what I'll call this story. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so I like to kill it. It's Ginger it's Dead Man awesome. Three. He went back it's, in time to the seventies at a roller rink. Damn yeah. right he did. Damn right. That's the whole thing too. And it's now that they do it again, like they have renamed that series so many times. Like I go on different platforms and see these things. And like when when they first came out, you had Ginger Dead Man, Ginger Dead Man Two, When's Passion Passions of the, of the Crust. crust? Ginger is dead that the two? That's two. All right. All yeah, right. and then three is Saturday Night Cleaver, and then like they, they have changed the subtitles. I'm like, I don't even know what you're trying to do. How can you try to change something that was so perfect, like Saturday Night Cleaver and Passion yeah, of the that Crush? Is true. How about Rambone? Would would that be good? How about Twenty One Hump Street? Would that work? I, I don't know what you're doing now. Eat you're just ginger, saying things now. Ginger Dead Man Twenty One Hump Street. All right, it, it, it it'd be a movie. You might have a stepmom in there or something. I don't know how it goes. I don't know how these Something movies work. You. I'm not a, a, a big on the horror movies, Eric. I'm trying to think of some other uh, titles. You don't like the <laughs> Rambone? You, you don't like that? It doesn't make yeah. sense for what we're doing. Yeah, it does, Rambone. But yeah, I won't even keep going. <laughs> You're not playing along, Eric. You don't like my silliness. It's what you don't like, right? You, you're Your not perversion with, is what you're is there, Jim. You're not down with the silliness. I'm, t- I'm telling you Maybe right now. You get some Jesus. No, oh, I, I'm telling you, we're going to make the movie. I'm get, get a hold of Brandy Love. Uh, I need her to be star in this movie. But there you go. That's it for the mail. Thanks, everybody. It's not a big mail section, but you had Eric Shea. And that's Saturday all you Night Cleaver. <laughs> Rambo, 21 Hump Street. We're going to go <laughs> off now to the last books of the night. I don't like that street. Yes, Eric. And now none of your books now. And I figured that I'd play that just because I like it. I like it. But we have two books to end the podcast. Not a lot. We only had four books total. And if you're keeping score at home, you know the two that we will be talking about. We're going to start with... Aquaman, if I can find my notes. Aquaman oh. 49, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Victor Bogdanovich, Jonathan Glapion, Daniel Enriquez, Ryan Wynn, Sonny Go, and Clayton Cowles. A lot on the art on this book, and, and really, they do a good job. Aquaman continues by slowly giving us some answers as we head to the next issue's Big Five O. If you ever wanted to know the Atlantean equivalent of going out for a pack of smokes, boy, you're oh. in luck. What you do is you die. That's that's the Atlantean version. And I'll tell you, talking about this issue, we could end uh, we could talk about it for three minutes and we pretty much cover the entire issue. I liked it, though. I like where it's going now. We actually are showing that this is a reset. You know, you have Kelly Sudakonic jump on the book and I think it was needed. I actually uh, we talked earlier about the idea of a Nightwing or a Green Arrow being stale. 
Aquaman was pretty stale as well. So yeah, when Corey you did Rath went on up, way too long. Yeah, and when you did end up, and he's mentioned here, which I appreciate it as well, though. Um, but when you ended up having him die, you know, drowned Earth deal and all that, there wasn't a real definitive answer of what went on. So when Kelly Sudakonic jumps on this book, and all of a sudden he wakes up on an island, Andy, you know, old gods that we kind of figure out as Arruzio. we're going, it was a very... It it was it seemed like it kind of hit you in the face, you know. Yeah. You'd already had the Nightwing book where you had Rick Grayson, so people did have a knee jerk reaction of, "Oh, here we go again." I don't need this garbage. And yeah, it was a slow burn story up until now. Uh, I actually think that as we get to this issue. Kind of see a little bit of a flashback of what did happen after Drowned Earth and did happen so crazy. what happened to Aquaman. And then seeing that the twist uh, cliffhanger of Mara having killed Aquaman, and we see that is the case. She, she's got anger issues, but that's what happens, Eric, when you're pregnant. Uh, I'll is tell it? you, my wife, my wife, you couldn't even look at her wrong or even right. And you is she, she pregnant just now? scream. No, I'm well, that's just normal, you know, oh. nonsense. But yeah, anybody, I'm telling you, Brandon right now, his wife's pregnant. He'll tell you. You, you might come home from work and, you know, get like, oh, she gave me a list. Like she wanted ice cream, some pickles, you know, this. And you Gross. come home and somehow she'll get mad because you gave her the pickles first and not the isolate. There's a lot. So I, I don't think that's what they're playing with here. But it may be because she is pregnant, which is crazy. Um but yeah, the whole thing of wanting Mara and Aquaman to get married, we had the widowhood. This is all addressed in this issue. And then you throw in the idea that she is pregnant. I, I like it. But it also seems to be that Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, has been told or knows that if she's going to jump on this Aquaman book before we get back to proper Aquaman, you kind of have a little bit of a recap. You, you know, you get a little bit of a history of Mara here, you know, through through it, the deal so of odd, explaining though, because it. I'm, the idea of going forward with Mara being the queen of Atlantis and also being pregnant, you know, they're like with Aquaman's child, jumping into it to say that, all right, we have this new set I want to do, like Sally, Kelly Sudakonic, I want to do all this stuff. All right, so where did we leave off? Well, Aquaman died. Well, I, I don't want that to happen. Not that sea god stuff. I need, I need him to, like the idea that, we saw him die in Drowned Earth and the idea, I think if he's dead, I might have felt it or something like that. And when we had the no. flashbacks here from Mother Shark to go and Aquaman gets his memories back, the idea that he just seems to be kind of laying low after the Sea Gods thing. Everybody no, might yeah. think he's dead. He's just hanging out, like having a great time now that he's not in charge of Atlantis and Mara's doing all this yeah, stuff. Like, it seems I, I like you, he's baby. just You're doing popping a great job. in. Now come over yeah. here. Let's have some pillow talk. I'm like, yeah. this is a really kind of a fun, casual Aquaman, which you don't get to see a lot because like, during the core and rest of it, it was all gloom and doom and he is the Aquaman. Aquaman Even at that, the, he was yeah, he was thought to be dead at one point in that as well. You don't get a lighthearted Aquaman very much, and when no. you start out here, I'm like, all right, this is a bit of a change. I wonder how this is going to lead into the death of Aquaman as we are presented with the last issue where Mara supposedly killed him. I'm like, and by the time we get to that, I'm like, that is out of nowhere and crazy to think. Even the idea, if that is the case going forward, where if Mara is the one who killed Aquaman, just blew him away yeah. with her aquakinesis and stuff like Looks that. Looks like a, an avalanche might have killed him. I, that's what it seemed like to the me. Entire, uh, she brought the house down is what she did. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. The whole thing where she is a member of the Justice League now, like, is she just keeping quiet about this whole thing? Like, yeah, the Sea Gods, they done killed Aquaman because she is a part of the Justice League. And, you know, as we saw from the Sanctuary, when you kill other heroes, they lock you away. 
Yeah, well, she's, you know, I'm keeping quiet if I'm her. Uh, but with this, you have to realize that what is happening is Aquaman had decided to get his memories back. The memories of Meryl were keeping away from Mother Shark and the Coral. He had decided he wanted those memories, especially so Mother Shark is giving them to him. So he's remembering. And it's I love the idea that when you get these memories, it, it plays out as a movie, the yep. head movies. Like All of a sudden, you just don't remember everything because then you'd be like, oh, it's one of those like oh well it's a tale of of highs and lows a roller coaster ride well, of emotions as, as i give you back Amara's memories let me get you go through a greatest hits of how she became a that, part that's of your what life it is, yeah <laughs> it, it's so funny but it, it ends up being the mind movies there and yeah you find out oh there's mara and it's almost like are these his real but like yes he knows her story but it's really playing out like a little bit like you could say that wouldn't really he be even, his like, memories even when it memories goes through it the greatest hits he even goes and giggles himself <laughs> that's right that's her but you yeah, said about yeah. my partner my lover my killer did she fulfill her mission when she left zebel to kill me like yeah. then we have to let's go deeper mr aquaman let's see yeah. what happened in that whole thing where we go to that idea where he is this laying low in atlantis it seems like as mara is the queen of atlantis and when you have that bomb dropped on you that she is pregnant like this we, they almost have a situation going on what we we talked about in superman recently when brian michael Bendis took over where lois and clark they have a different kind of like marriage, a different yeah. relationship where Superman is going to be constantly going off and doing like, you know, things to save the world as well as herself is going to do through the press and different things that story she's trying to tra- track down. But the thing here is like, all right, you know, I'm back home. I love you, but you're going to do the queen thing. I'm going to do the Aquaman thing. I'm going to have to save the world yeah. every now and again, but we'll come back together. But, uh, but Arthur, I'm pregnant. Yeah, and it freaks him out. Uh, oh, holy no, moly. And the idea that he even says, I'm talking, I actually really enjoy this bit of writing where, you know, normally thinking about heroes and these characters that I love, I would just love the idea where Aquaman sees the woman he loves and knows that she's going to be, you know, giving him a child and he would just scoop her up in his arms and like, yo, I'll be there for you. I love everything about this. But adding this bit of like, you know, difference to it, the idea that he is a more complex character, knowing what he went through from like how yeah. his mother went back to Atlantis, left him with his father on the land, made him a man of two worlds and just the idea of a broken his home. His father died. So yeah. he and he's already spelled out that he goes off to save the world now and again. Does he, he want to do this to a child and yeah. leave a child because he he remembers himself crying, so wishing his mom he, was there. When yeah, he says to her though, it's like I need to go home and think. But Arthur, you just said you were home. You said I was your home, and the yeah, idea that he's he about to leave to go back to Amnesty Bay. Your heart is my home. He was I'm ready like, oh, to do that. This, yeah. is, this is not the right way to go about it, Arthur. I'm telling you, Arthur has it, to explain himself a little more. All he needs is three more sentences and says, "Listen, I'm afraid." that when we have a child i'm gonna end up dying and ended up you know leaving both of you you might be he even says like the crazy idea and it is very crazy where a guy or a girl or whatever thinks and this even comes about because he died it does even feel almost like a, a suicidal type deal even of the they'll be better off without me and it's never the case that's the mindset of a person thinking Daddy. like if i just go away they'll be better and there is no possible way there's only very few times where that would be the case but usually when somebody's such a piece of crap that the kid or whatever would be better without they don't have that mindset anyway they don't care so he's just like it is really hit him hard and it it, it does play out in a way that i think it's well done that it isn't like arthur's like whoa 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 baby i got a lot of stuff to do and the idea that we start out with this jokingness this lovey-dovey kind of set that leads into this terrible like you know situation where the idea when he finds out about her being pregnant and how she wants to turn it into a serious talk and he's not playing along right because you think he's still having 
having a good time, you know, with his lady love until things get serious. And he, you know, he pretty much does say, even with the whole, I got to get some air. I'm going out for a pack of smokes. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's basically no. what he's doing. But Arthur, he got to do this better. He only has to explain it a little more. Now, even with this going on, you even had the thing thrown out, and she's like, "Hey, you know, you're supposed to be dead. Everybody thinks you're dead." He's like, "Yeah, I know. It's great. I, you know, I could just pop in when I want. I'll do what it, the deal." She's like, "Well, the widowhood's really on me." And this goes back to even you know before Kelly Sue DeConnick obviously was on the book. This was when we ended with uh, Dan Abnett stuff with the widowhood's. Like, I they're saying I got to get married, and he's like. Eh, just tell him no and she's like eh, it's not that and easy even when they're I mean, doing they're before the persuasive. idea for what it was if she became the queen of atlantis to aquaman she would become this red queen that would end up destroying all yeah. the stuff so the prophecy has now changed where i think because she is the ruler herself she takes on a husband i think she'll be fine at this point i don't know if they're still keen on the idea of it being arthur or not no well even then i do like the idea that kelly sue yeah some people might be like oh here she goes because i did hear you know grumblings that she you know using that sjw thing thing that i hate to bring up and whatever but i really like when arthur's like well you know what you just say no you know if i'm king i don't have to get married men don't have to get married and yeah. she actually laughs at that and just says well you know i realize arthur that you know it goes the same with a, a woman and a man and they kind of laugh about that and i thought yeah. that's a pretty funny way to kind of bring that up that she realizes that there, it's nonsense and she doesn't want to get married especially to somebody other than arthur but she is kind of like it's still that nagging deal because i think like you're saying about Aquaman being dead or whatever, I don't think Mara's bad. I don't think that she has any ill intentions, but I no. do think that she likes being Queen of Atlantis. I think that she loves being Queen well, of Atlantis. She keeps talking about even if we have Justice League, you know, this week where we talked about on the Patreon spotlight, she does say to Kendra in that, I'm good at it. I mean, this is yeah. something that, you know, I may not have wanted to be the Queen of Atlantis, but now that I am, I'm I'm pretty good. So I don't mind doing that. And so yeah, I like that idea. I'm just hoping that as this goes on, because she does freak out because basically you know Aquaman's just going out for a pack of smokes and she has pretty much you know laid it out on the line listen I'm pregnant and, and the only worst thing that he can do he has gone 99% 100% would be are you sure it's mine then th- then oh, he God. is a piece of don't crap don't do that but he yeah. doesn't do that he is freaking out himself he needs time to think this through himself but yeah. he's not spelling it out enough and he had just talked to her and she's she's kind of in my mind she's getting very confused because the lip service that he was giving before when everything was funny you know laid back aquaman that can just sit there and pretend you know he's all this and that all of a sudden when the chips are down and not even down but the things start getting tough to talk about all of a sudden the jokey aquaman's gone he's like i gotta go i, I gotta go oh, think God. things myself i'm gonna go home hey, you said the home was here me i'm your home and i uh, you done messed you know, up arthur and i was just talking uh, whatever and so she does freak out and she screams and yeah, he gets hit by her aquakinesis and it seems even more than just aquakinesis. Her eyes glow. There's aquakinesis. The whole house is coming down at this point. This is a flashback. So remember, this is what Aquaman is remembering. And yeah. when this is with Mother As Shark, Mother Shark saying, is narrating over about what she's thinking yeah. at that moment. Yeah, and then Mother Shark is saying, you know, hey, uh, you know, you can go back to the deal. And the weird deal is, is as he does pop out, you do have Mother Shark. You do get a, 
a bit of a shadow there that does look like, you know, mother salt dragon type thing that became before. So I don't know what's going on there, but it does, I guess, end up being Kylie. Then I see when you pay, because it flies in, but I think you might've supposed to believe that, but he comes (laughs) out. And then the, the weird deal about this is though, is she, they go back and it seems in the next issue of the big five. Oh, as I said, Aquaman's going to help these old gods and take them to amnesty Bay. They're going to come to our world as well. That's going to be part of of the deal. time, you know, they want to get yeah, some stuff done. Every time, time, time they go somewhere, hey, you said this is going to be done. Hey, I'm on island time. I'm like, I yeah. don't need this. Let's go. So to this Amsty is Bay. where, you know, you have Mara freak out, but as she's freaking out, you do have Mother Shark kind of addressing her as well. And so I don't know if, because this is still the flashback. So maybe by the time we get done the next issue where you have the widowhood come in, my queen, and it looks like Mara's at least passed out, if not, you know, in in grave danger. But I do think that what we're going to get then is a kind of idea that where Mara here finds out what has happened to Aquaman or whatever. So when she does move on and she talks to people and talks to just like, maybe she is aware of more than we would have known because that would have been right then and there so that she can pull on and like where, you know, maybe she was given some sort of thing. I don't know because it does have mother shark address Mara, not, you know, to her, she's not talking back, but he's watching or she's watching Mara and saying, you know, though we never met, there's so much of you in my garden and things like that. So I want to see how it plays out with that if not we have the city of angels deal that i told you where aquaman now comes back and he's like hey mara and mara's dead now she's on the island and she's all alone because he took all the old gods and she's screwed i don't know how it's gonna work out i do want to go back and do that thing because when kelly sudakon did take over at one point when we're dealing with andy on the island having his amnesia we did we did take off at one point to go back to atlantis and see mara like preparing for different suitors to come around because she was being pressured to get married when i I said i thought it was like the odyssey type deal that you know aquaman was going to come back but we see was yeah. already back before that. And that's so. the thing is that he was back before and this seems like she had already killed Aquaman at this point to yeah. see if there's any clues in her dialogue there that's now that we know what yeah, actually happened maybe for Mother Sharks. Yeah, she would have known and maybe she would so have known It's just a weird the thing, deal. the idea that we, like, you know, we, we believed Aquaman died and from the, the takeover from where we were in uh, the Justice League Drowned Earth story into this where Kelly Sue took over, oh, Aquaman's dead. Okay, that made sense because we saw him die. The idea that he survived that to come back and be killed by Mara to have all this money, that's a crazy bit it of story is. to see. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, and maybe that's kind of how you get that it was such a crazy thing and it was something that you, you get that cartoony comic book thing of like it wasn't your time that's why he went to the old gods deal his memories were stored he got it back but if you're looking to kind of jump on the book and kind of go with this i'm i'm enjoying this right now i, I think that so it's I. getting better with each issue and i'm Me, looking I forward agree. to because Kelly Sue DeConnick has done something that she better not go against now because she has shown me that she can write a really fun Aquaman. And that's what we've wanted for a while. A lighthearted Aquaman. Fun loving Aquaman. So if all this works out, well, I'm saying if all this works out now (laughs) and then, you know, he can go off and and have the fun or at least you can still have this dialogue. I love that when when you have Mara and Aquaman talking, I love the dialogue between them. It doesn't have to be that we have Aquaman just like going and getting a pack of smokes and never coming back. But I like the lighthearted, you know, dialogue of him. He doesn't have the weight of the world on him anymore that he had throughout the entire Dan Abnett run. And it was starting to to wear on 
me too. I mean, it was like every issue and, and things weren't moving very quick and, you know, everything was doom and gloom and things like that with corn wrath. And so I, I do look forward to this and yeah, I hope they get married. I hope they have a kid. I, I'd love all of that, uh, but we'll see. But, you know, through all of that, I'm going to give this an eight out of 10. I thought the art was great. Uh, I love except one panel. I told you, Except it's the panel, panel where he's getting his he's memories clapping back. As she and walks he remembers, in with her fancy he dress remembers on. that where she comes in and like, she's Atlantis's queen. And she has like the dress that almost like ends up, even with the water or whatever, looking like a shell at the bottom. I think it's really well done. He is standing behind, clap, yeah, she, He's clapping. You, if you get this page and you have it digitally is the best. Because if you, if you expand it, get the magnifying on. It looks as if Aquaman is wearing a fake beard and it yep. shifted to the left like he had just tried to like Meryl was going to come in the room and he's like oh no I'm supposed to have a beard puts the beard on wrong it's, it's like opposite <laughs> deal I'm like that don't fit you look ridiculous but other than that it, it looks great and yeah I, I think that I think that Victor Bogdanovich and his deal just even like there's there's not a lot of stuff going on but even when you have that first like big mother shark and you have Aquaman but then you have those six panels where Aquaman's talking Aquaman looks great and the emotions that Victor Bogdanovich puts into it and the you know at points he looks thoughtful then he's squinting his eyes and stuff like that I really liked it uh, what would you give it I didn't give this an eight out of ten as well I really enjoyed this issue you and, and I'm really happy to enjoy it because for a long time there at the beginning of her run, yeah, I did not think anything was on it. good about this series at all anymore. No. But now going in now, the idea, even with you know the way Arthur acts, it's not a way that I want to think of Aquaman when I think of Aquaman, but I feel it's more real giving him that like, you know, I'm scared dynamic for yeah. what I do and how I grow up. I'm like, all right, you actually took a real bit of real life and put it to this Aquaman character, which I don't personally like, but I think it works well for storytelling. I just, I don't like thinking of my heroes like going out for a pack of smokes or just like saying. It is a humanizing deal. If you want human, that humanizing but, uh, deal, it's, yeah. And it's also just crazy the idea that you added this bit of story where we all thought we knew what we were getting going in here and she shifted on us and still made it make sense by the end. So I am looking forward to this. I want to see where it goes and I want to find out if Mother Shark is on the up and up with everything that she's telling our hero. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we're going to move on to the last book, Eric. And oh boy. Oh boy. Batman number 73, written by Tom King, art by Michael Yannon, Jordy Bell, Aaron Clayton Cowles. There was an old woman who lived in oh, a God. shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and whipped them all soundly and put them to bed. There, I can Genius. do it just as good as I can do it just as good as You're Tom so King. Deep, There's Mr. my whole Water. There's my blurb. I can do it too. There you go. Uh, yeah, you here just we go. This is, podcast. This is a Thomas Wayne issue uh, through and through, but y- you get answers to questions you never asked, and you don't get answers to the main question that everybody's asked. And with that, you're going to get the continuation of what you get of really neat art at points. Yeah. Uh, and and no dialogue. Uh, you have Thomas Wayne, you know, whistling Dixies, whistling and singing Home on the Range. That really, to me, does not. It, yeah. You can you can make it you could stretch things here. And this is where even when and I like to do it as a little bit of a test, kind of when the Batman book comes out, I usually read it right away. We get the review copy. I read it right away. And then I describe what is going on to you. I, I don't end up, and for the most part, we had some really may, fun discussion last week when this and, came and out I to us. And I made grimace. I made grimace, and like you're saying, we had some fun discussion because usually I try not to veer it any way. I just tell you what happened, and then we discuss. And yeah, I might say, "Oh man, it drove me nuts," or whatever. But then you start 
talking and we start talking about things and we end up, you end up filling in some blanks because the, you haven't the, read it yet. The worst and part it, about these blanks, though, is what I'm filling in is that I have this whole idea from what you've been telling me. And I think to myself, maybe there is an angle to this that I can get behind. Maybe there is yeah. something for the end game that Tom King had planned all along. And then a week later, I finally do read the issue to get on for this podcast when we record it. And I realize. I just read this issue in less than two minutes. There's nothing here. Yeah. There's barely any dialogue. What the hell was and this? And that's the problem. So you have him, and yeah, he's singing Home on the Range. Okay. We, we can this say that if but. you want to tie it in, he's singing it because Tom King wants to go with the idea that he wants his home back. He wants his family back. It's a stretch. It's a real stretch because that's not what the song is about. For the most part, that song is about not being at your family. I mean, I'm telling you, you walk out for a pack of smokes, you're singing home on the range because you're going off and you're not what? at your homestead. Why you're is every travel. issue we're dealing with tonight about a father, a mother, a son, and I daughter? Know, really. It's all about mother, so, parents, and children in this. It's killing me. So him singing this home on the range, I think, plays out wrong. We'll see if it does. But he's there and he's dragging a coffin also with a Bruce Wayne, his son strapped pretty much laying across the back of, you know, he's in the, the saddle then yeah. right be there, the horse. Uh, right there is where the logic of the issue starts kicking in. And this is something that I have talked about since the beginning of Tom King's run, where the logic around it all it just never makes sense because you're telling me and everybody's like Thomas Wayne, this is Flashpoint Thomas Wayne. We know nothing about how he got here. We know nothing about that. But we know if you know Flashpoint and you know this Thomas Wayne, he was a doctor who yeah. gave up being a doctor. Now, at points, we've even seen him say, I will never be a doctor again. That is we something saw that, that I gave up. When he actually, you know, he was the doctor who helped birth John Kent in that whole yeah. convergence deal before Superman Reborn came and changed yep. it. Yeah, so this is a guy who some of the writers and Tom King can do what he wants with this character because since then he, he shouldn't be here anyway. So you can do whatever you want. But he has he says it in this. I fixed your back. You know, we did see uh, Bane break Batman's back at the end of last issue. Now th- there's a couple things that drive me nuts. We have Welcome no time no frame. We have here. no we have no time frame of how long it's been. This could be the next day. This could be seven months from now. But he does say that he fixed his back. A doctor fixing a back. Okay, you can get me with that. You're not going to strap him across the horse and then walk him through a desert after well, you that. See the he way- even says later that, oh, you can ride the horse. I'm like, it just it doesn't make my score go any crazy. But without anything else going on, really. These are the things that pop into my head, and and it just drives me nuts. Jim, you got to understand that when, when he broke his back, he bent it the other way. Now that Thomas has him leaned I over know. his stomach over the horse, that's the opposite way. That's they, the that opposite way. That's things, actually right? how it fixed it. Yeah. Well, and if you want to talk about this, this is the second time in this run that Bane has broken Bruce Wayne's back. He Bane's did it back had his in back broken. So tell you, back and yeah. broken backs ain't no thing over here anymore. Yeah, People, this ain't no thing. Th- it's no thing time, like a chicken wing. Last thing it's Batman had his back broken. He just punched some holes in a wall and then flexed his yeah. back back. He was so fine. So I guess this is better. Yeah. But yeah, so you have Thomas Wayne. He's going. He's eating some Bullshit. hobo chili. I think there might be a shoelace in there. We got ourselves some chili. Yeah. Uh, so yeah we got ourselves a stew here. Uh, so he's there. He's going through the desert. He's, you know, you see, obviously, this coffin behind. I actually... For some reason, I'm an idiot. I just thought it was a chest. I thought he had his stuff in there. Maybe a chain of clothes. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. He's got his sneaks in there. He's got his old Jordans. He's he, not a he double bag kind of guy. Of. He's a footlocker. No, he carries no. them for them everywhere. 
That poor horse. I mean, seriously. <laughs> where's that poor horse? Uh, exactly. Well, where's Catwoman? Yeah, where's Cat- Catwoman to shoot it. to put it out of its misery? Yeah. And they, really? So he's there and he goes to sleep and then gets woken up by these guys who are going to attack. And you know, they're the like, death hey, in the desert. Hey, we're the death of the desert. We're, we're from Ra's al Ghul. You're not Batman. I am the Batman. You're going to fight. Yeah. And they start fighting. And then you get this. And he keeps doing this. And I keep seeing people praise him for this. Please, if you think that somebody singing a odd tune while fighting and killing is blowing your mind, please go watch Clockwork Orange because that's what this is. It always is. He did this in Mr. Miracle as well when you had, you know, when they were going through and killing all those guards as they were making their way to the throne room. This is something that is getting old, just like every other thing that he gets praised for. It's always going to end up showing up in another book or that book it does nothing and even here we're going back progression of a story we're going back to the batman on a horse going through the desert on his way to kadeem which we've already seen before rules of engagement that's what we saw before so he's like oh yeah home on the range do 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 you know and goes and then it goes again then he's by himself and he's still singing and i really just want bruce to wake up and say please stop singing that song please learn another song who sings that yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Let him. You know, Bruce wakes up, yells Bane. Obviously, that's when he was knocked out. He thinks Bane's still there. He's screaming at the art. Looks incredible. I'll tell you, the art is great. I'm, I'm just still there. trying to figure out to where we left things off because two issues ago when we had the whole thing where Bruce had punched T- Tim Drake in the face, that whole thing that of getting his arm together. That seemed to be before the fight in the – what happened in my mind, the progression is – he, he calls the Bat family together. Hey, we're all going to go and we're going to fight Bane. And then, you know, you had your nonsense. And then he punched Tim Drake. They left. They didn't smell right. you later. You're going to be that. You're a jerk. He went down. That's when he was sitting at the computer. The intruder, the intruder alert went off. But then he went the, upstairs. Even and at then the end of that, them. though, where he fought Bane and then at the end, Alfred picks up. Don't you see, sir? You've lost. He's broken you. And then we get to the yeah, next the, issue. The last fight panel. On. Yeah, I'm telling you, the last panel of last issue actually was uh, it was getting the back broke it was like but it was kind of obscured by dialogue and stuff like that but i, just, I do it, believe it just, i know no, that was the whole thing he broke yeah. his back at the end of last issue but from where we were two issues ago for the whole idea like the fight You're seemed to be over too much alfred's here. picking him up you've lost sir he's yeah. broken you i'm like <laughs> which <laughs> ends up being reiterated here because yeah. you have bruce wake up pain like no no bruce it's me now right away Bruce should be, you know, he does go to fight. He can't. He's kind of weak or whatever. And then it just is like, it's okay to be scared. Everyone gets scared. And that is a line that legitimately Batman told uh, Gotham Girl way back when. When yeah. Gotham Girl ended up being all upset. And she's like, oh, no, I'm I'm going insane for that. And he said, it's okay to be scared. Everyone gets scared. So you're kind of getting this juxtaposition of they're kind of, well, they're both Batman. So, and that's where when we get to the end, we'll talk a little bit about the whole concept of this. But yeah, you are, yes, he's Thomas Wayne. He's his father, but he's also Batman. So they're, they're thinking alike. They're saying some things that we saw before. And, you know, Batman, you know, our Bruce, I have to say, is, you know, he's pissed off. And that's when Thomas says, listen, son, it's over. And now he's going to reiterate everything because, again, we have to be told everything in this book. You were defeated, broken, body and soul. But that's done. That's behind you in Gotham. Now here, it's time to rebuild, to show them how strong you really are. And now we're getting the idea. What is going on with Thomas Wayne? 
Like, you know, what is I going never knew from on the with him? I'm they telling you, I've them. never known what is going on with Thomas Wayne. So, even when he's running towards oblivion, when we had the, the yeah. you know, that first, what was that? And the cr- first cross, the button, the and button, the that's button, right. Yeah. When he's running towards oblivion and that flashpoint hyper time pocket, whatever the hell it was, I didn't know what he was doing then. But on yeah. the habit now where he is a bad guy just helping Bane out, in my mind, by the end of this, the idea is he just wants his family back. Yeah. And he, for some reason, just had to have Bruce be totally broken down like this. And, yeah. So he could go and take him. So that's like, crazy. Oh, you were broken. Your body and soul, Bruce. Don't worry, though. I got your mama back here. We're going to resurrect her. We're going to be yeah. a family again. You don't We're going to be, be a Batman. family again. And, and I, first off, that's just crazy. <laughs> and I think that Batman, you know, Bruce is going to be like, no, this is crazy. But even with that, it's the idea that we're, we're still waiting to find out, like, how this Flashpoint Batman got here. And, I, I no you know, idea. are we going to see now? This is where Tom King gets to play around. He gets to do whatever he wants here. We didn't see anything before. So how he's writing this, if we see that Thomas Wayne gets there and we see right away that he realizes that he wants to save his son but the only way that he can do that is to play along but it seemed like he went too far along plus he's batman thomas and wayne he should have been able to just go get bruce and they could have fought against bane together and ended all this so this whole nonsense of this you know 85 I, I don't even issues know what the whole now thing is, though, doesn't even make sense we know that he was working with bane ever since you know that issue number 50 where at the end you see bane he's sitting naked on the third. he's standing yeah. with bane so that's where we first had the first inkling that flashpoint batman was somehow working Had with made bane. it into to our universe yeah exactly and but the whole thing in the end of this besides for sparring with a naked bane and then pulling a gun on him no we i have not seen, seen flashpoint batman no. do anything to help bane out or anything except and for reiterate what his plan is a couple issues ago was that yeah. last issue and uh the whole thing like i don't know why you had to go and do this in order to let me help you bane for someone when you couldn't just saying, gone yeah. your son and done the exact same and thing. just like, gone to the sun and, and helped them and maybe avoided all this nonsense and even if and the idea like was if a happy batman can't be batman because that's not how it is that that's what thomas wayne wants he wants his son to be happy and not be batman anymore yeah. so like why would he go with bane's plan to well you know, I'm, I'm yeah i know well I, then that makes him not a, I, I, it's just I'll, I'll go back to the whole thing that's been driving me nuts you ended up having i am bane where you had bane he came to gotham he hung the robins but he really didn't find out much about that then and then you had the big confrontation at the end of that arc in arkham where you had bane and batman going at it and at that point Batman had ended up pretty much looked like he had died. He he didn't, I guess, because he later his mother on, of the mind but he saw his mother in heaven of the mind. But in that scene, he ends up saying to his mom and his mom's like, look, look at you. you. You have to grow up. Don't keep doing this fight for me and your father. We were proud of you. No matter what happens, we're proud. Just please don't do that. And you had Bruce Wayne of the mind and his mind in heaven, whatever it would be, saying to his mom, no, mom. I'm not doing it for you and dad anymore. Since then, I've realized that people need help. I'm doing it for them. They need it. It's not a vengeance thing. I'm doing this because people need help. And that's where he ended up popping out of the dreamscape saying, I am Batman, headbutt, Bane knocked out. Then we didn't see Bane for a while. But that was wiped away two issues later in the button where then yeah. he goes to Flashpoint Universe or at least the Flashpoint Batcave because we didn't see much more than that. No. And having Thomas Wayne say, hey, son, you shouldn't be, you Batman. be Batman. You have a son now. Oh, I have a, you, I have a grandson. Well, you know, your son deserves you and go back. Well, after that, 
we hardly got any Damian Wayne anyway. We had this whole idea, but it, it seems to be this thing. I think it's getting back to where I don't think that that thing with the mom at the end of I Am Bane hit hard enough for Tom King, and he's going to go back to that. I think that this is going to try to end with the idea where Thomas Wayne and possibly Martha tell Batman, hey, listen, you don't have to do this for us. Look, we're here. And then Batman just saying again, Mama, I'm not doing I told it for you. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing it, for you. it for you. I'm doing it for the people who need help. But also- There just was a girl. An, an, she was a Gotham yeah. girl. She needed my yeah. help. And that I was at that point where we thought of that and saying all that. And that seemed to be what he was kind of saying. With that, Turns out though, she's bad too. She's with daddy. This idea where you're reading this book and people are so enthralled with this idea of a, a good, a happy Batman can't be Batman. Oh my God, if he if he's happy, what's going to happen? Oh, Selena's so upset if he's happy. Th- there is the thing here. We've had precedent. We've had, he doesn't have to be Batman. I know that he has to for a company and you, you pull it out and think of the whole idea of DC Comics or whatever. But in this universe, there's been times where he wasn't Batman. This could happen again. I mean, he has a bunch of kids in a row. And not one time did Batman say in this run, I have to be Batman because I don't want somebody else to be killed. I've been begging for him to say that. I've been begging for him to come out and do that. He doesn't. It just right, is Jim so Gordon, centered to on Batman. And get in shape again. Yeah, getting that bat suit again. Getting the robot. <laughs> we, we've had this. So this whole idea of this eighty-five issues now being set on the idea of can't have a happy Batman. Please. We've had this before. I don't care about this anymore. I want to see. So this issue, yes, it intrigues me. It intrigues me about what Thomas Wayne's doing. But again, as a yeah, tirade, this is the most intriguing off. thing in my mind that we've done in Batman for a long time, but, at least since the but wedding. But you said something, and you said something a little bit earlier before I went off, is the idea that we haven't got Thomas Wayne except boxing a naked Bane after that. So when you get to this... You're confused of like, what's going on? Is Thomas good? And I know he's playing with that. But my problem is you're going to, he's trying already to get this father son relationship feels going, but we haven't had any sort of interactions between these. And yes, you have to remember this is Bruce's father. Yes, it's a flashpoint deal up until the point where, you know, you had Bruce die in flashpoint as a little kid or in our universe, Thomas and Martha dying as Bruce was a kid. These were the same guys. That's where it diverged. But you do have a different deal of them both being Batman. They should understand each other really well that way. But we're never getting any sort of interaction that way. Please just get rid of those nightmares and have Bruce end up being taken away by Thomas. Where Thomas is taught, give me seven issues of them interacting and trying to, you know, get to be what this guy is and what's seven that. Seven issues. The, the just give me one had, issue about how he got here. No, I'm just saying the nightmares because <laughs> that was just nonsense long. You even had where Bruce ended up seeing a glimpse of Flashpoint Batman, his father, Thomas Wayne. And then in the nightmares, he uh, clear, oh, it was him doing this, that, and the other thing. He wouldn't have even known that it, that was legitimately <laughs> his father. I mean, how do you get the idea world's that- World's greatest uh, detective. I just said, uh, yeah, world's greatest detective where you get hit in the head. And, and as you're not getting knocked out, you're like- you're, you get, yeah, really, you get knocked out. And as you're uh, going under, you're like, hey, uh, that must be my father from an alternate universe that really doesn't exist anymore. No, obviously. Uh, yeah. It's so my first get, thought when things happen. And everything. So with this, this, why isn't Bruce Wayne's first thing? How did you get here? W- what's going on? Why, how are you here? 
But yeah, instead he's like, you Did know, this hey, happen because hyper time got shut down after the flash yeah. war daddy. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's see what's going on. But instead he hugs him and uh, your father's got you. And, and so that's supposed to be the feels but creepy, without this interaction. I don't have the feels there with it. And he's like, Hey, you got, we're going to Kadeem. It's 100 miles out. You know, it's still when we see Kadeem in other books like Silencer, there's an amusement part right next to it. I don't know why everybody is so against using the bat wing. Just fly in there. But he's like, Kadeem, everything's tricky like that Siberian freaking house that KGB's father was at that you couldn't get to for some reason. Nobody could get to and then everybody could get to. Yeah, because everybody could get to that KGB house this whole after idea now, the deal. We have Kadim. For some reason, Kadim was a Leviathan place. It was run by Talyal Ghul. Even though we found out you couldn't get in or get out, it seemed to be like a sovereign nation of criminals. And this was their punishment of staying in the certain little city. Yeah, but now, it's, in this book, it's more of the criminal deal. It's become exactly. now a, a, a Leviathan well, thing. As seems. we saw before, though, it seemed like when uh, the event Leviathan started going, when we had event Le- uh, Leviathan rising over in the action comics books. We had that point where we went to Kadim, and there was that note left behind, like. Kadim itself had been taken like they everybody yeah. had left in fear of what was happening. That's what it seemed like to me. The idea, though, that Rachel Ghul has now like taken over this place. I'm like, but Ra's has nothing to do with Leviathan. That was a separate deal. Well, I'm telling you, Talia. Tom Why are we King's doing not with- saying anything about Leviathan. He's not even playing with it. He doesn't play with that, around with, with anything. The outsiders, where they went to Kadim with yeah. you know, so like uh, what's her name, Sophia or Sophie? Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. what it is yeah. now, but. It's the whole thing now. Rachel Ghul is a part of Kadim. Like I, I don't understand the connection between yeah. that and Leviathan. Yeah, I'm telling you, the Kadim though, in this book is, you know, a bunch of rubble and, and you, you're laying on uh, rocks and sleeping when we saw it before when they showed up to, you know, with Talia and stuff nice like beds. that. But yeah, and it, again, we're, we're expecting everybody to play along with each other and we never get that anyway. So, you know, they're going to go and he's like, well, why are we going to Kadim? And it, it basically, you might as well, you'll see. And he's like, you're the world's de- greatest detective. You'll figure it out when the drugs wear off. But when he figures Stop it out, playing he, games, just, Daddy. he just figures it out. I mean, he, it's it's not even clever. He just wakes up and he's like, oh, I get it. We're gonna, He doesn't say Lazarus Pits because I, I think that Tom King's afraid to, to have anybody call him out on that. But he says, you know, uh, the pit, the nine pit, it's in Kadim. I've heard rumors. I didn't think. Only reason Al Ghul would use the, you know, the death to prevent you from getting there. And it, it almost seems like Bruce there, like he's never been to Kadim. It seems, you know what I mean? It really feels like that's how it's, but we know he has. And then he's just like in the coffin. Oh no, it's mother. I'm like, where the hell would you get that? I really, where, where would you get that idea? I, the coffin, uh, it, it's a lot of your, your clothes and some food. No, no, no. It's your mother's body. Now, this is the big play here. Is this the Martha Wayne of our Bruce Wayne, which in my mind would be a bunch of bones? And yes. I don't know that anything's bringing that back, but that's why. That's the only look, thing that makes sense. But though. you have to look into the name pit. It's not a Lazarus pit. It's spelling out something different. And the name pit is kind of a be all end all of a biblical deal of it can just bring people back from the dead. I think that that's why he's playing with it. That if it is, uh, if it is Bruce's Martha, which again, she's going to pop up and want to want her Thomas Wayne back. She doesn't want a Batman. But if it is the flashpoint, Martha, now we have issues of how did he bring this coffin with him? Yeah. Like all of a sudden before it was that he ran into that glow, you know, oh, the big light. That ran oblivion in, coming to take away the see, entire dimension. Yeah, pocket. we didn't see the second part of that where he's like, hey, every time out. He did the Zach Morris time timeout. 
He went and uh, dug up his wife, which in that universe, who knows where she was buried. She committed suicide. But he goes and gets, the, okay, I'm ready now. Set it up again. And then just, so we have to know what's Time going in. on. And if it is, you know, this universe's Martha or Bruce Wayne's Martha, I don't know that that's going to work out well. If it Either is way, the Flashpoint, well. you have other issues because she yes. died as the Joker. And so exactly. is and this we did gonna... not see him bring anybody no. else with him, let alone himself. We never saw yeah. him come over, but the idea that he'd grab a casket on his way out. The thing in my that mind, this has to me. be yeah. that uh, this this Martha Wayne it from does. Our, The our thing Earth, that intrigues but... me though is that if he did think to himself, hey, and this is Flashpoint Batman Thomas Wayne, he thinks to himself, Okay, things went really wrong in, in our Flashpoint universe when when little Brucey died. And, you know, my wife ended up becoming the Joker. We were against each other. It was awful. Maybe if I bring her back alive and she sees that our Bruce is alive, she won't be crazy anymore. And I'll get my wife back and we'll have all this. And But even then won't be Bruce's kind of family. It's evolved past that. You know, they have gone past. So I, I, I just don't know why Bruce just doesn't sit there and say off right now, no. We're not doing this. This is crazy. No, yeah. We're You're not, not my doing this. Bones this is back ridiculous. And even with the fact that he might say, listen, I've thought of this. I mean, the minute that I found out sure Lazarus Pitts, and I've done, yeah, I, but that's, you don't do this. It's you know, adding and to then the psychosis of, sudden, of this Flashpoint Batman. This is actually the most interesting part of the whole story in my mind. And like I said is. before, the most interesting part of what we've done since 50 on was the idea that we are diving deep into the psychology of Flashpoint Batman and what his ultimate end game is and what he wants out of life itself. Having his family back again, I think that is interesting, even if yeah. we have to go to the point where we, he like I'm just going to say Lazarus Pip because that's the only thing that makes things. sense. It's if he actually on, takes though. the bones of Martha Wayne who died 20 years ago, 25, whatever it is at this point, and takes them, and the thing is, there's not enough meat there to resurrect his wife. No. I think this might put him over the edge, though, because he can't have what he wants, even yeah. though he's come to a world yeah. where his son and is again, still alive. And I'm like, that's pretty interesting. By it, I don't expect it to work and, out in yeah. the end. And you can't really sit there and say that you're going to give this uh, issue a great score because of something that we hope or might happen oh, yeah. because we've been burned so many times. I'm making stuff up is what I hope. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it, but it is intriguing of what he's thinking, but I can't seem to think that – you know, Tom King's going to pull it off for me. I, I know a lot of people who are Tom King fans, they, they don't need answers. They just need to yeah, ambiguous deal and then give me back cat by the end. And I don't know. But with the idea also, which isn't spelled out, City of Bane's coming at 75. So we have, you know, one more issue of this than we get to City of Bane. And I can kind of put the pieces together that Bane is in on this plan still. And it's like, you get Bruce out of town so I can, you know, do my Gotham things. Though, even then, why would he have to do that? Because he had broken his back and he was passed out and whatever. He could have yeah. just thrown him, in, you know, off a cliff. I, so it, it is just odd. But yeah, throughout all this, you just have two fight scenes and, you know, a couple questions, but not many answers. And a wow moment. The wow moment is Martha Wayne is in that sure coffin. Is. And I said, these are what drives people where you have an issue with home on the range hardly any dialogue you go you have fights that who cares it's almost like you might as well have had these guys not have tongues and just go back to rules of engagement because it's just the same thing and uh yeah by the end you have the wow moment that gets you thinking afterwards thinking then like oh man i'm so but while you're reading it it's just it it takes two minutes it seems like he's just like okay i don't want to write dialogue so i'll just throw this in saw somebody praising it for being what we used to laugh at and almost silent issue and it's not 
it's not no. close to it. Um, but I did like the art a lot. I thought the art was really good. Yeah, and at was points, it, it really is great. Um, but so because of that, I'm going to go a six out of ten. Uh, probably my highest that I've gone in a while. Uh, for this book, I know that that doesn't seem like much, giving it a six, but I'm intrigued with what's going on with Martha. I'm intrigued that we're getting a little Thomas Wayne. I need more answers, but I'll, I'll see what goes on. I'll get mad later. Uh, what do you say, Eric? What do you I initially think? was going to give it a six out of ten when we were talking about it last week, and then what I thought the issue was. By the time I got done reading it, though, like I said at the beginning of this review, it took me t- less than two minutes to read, and I realized, Best two oh my minutes God, of your life. To- Half this issue right? is nothing. So I am just going to go down to a 5.5 because I still want to be semi-positive on this issue because it gave me something that intrigued me. And I look forward to that in a Batman book because I have not had it in so long. So it's not a nightmare. It's not Bane fighting naked. It is something of substance here that might change the character and do something interesting with this Flashpoint Batman because we haven't done anything interesting with him yet except for he's there. Yeah. But like this is something big, something different. I look forward to it. I just don't expect the execution to be all of that in the end. Yeah, and, and remember the whole thing is he did announce that he's going to do something by the end that's going to change Batman forever. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that and, – and if he is – you know, and he's being clever with it, that is kind of a funny thing that if it isn't bringing back the family, it's a cool thing to throw out there to make you think it is then. And then, you know, things go different. I still think it's just going to – he's going to be happy. Is what I think, Eric, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and that's that. What's your book of the week? My book of the week is either a, I think it's a tie between Justice League and Aquaman this week. I can't remember what I gave Justice League on the Patreon spotlight anymore, but I think it is. I gave them both an eight out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's going to be Teen Titans. I ended up giving that an eight five. I gave uh, both Superman year one and Just League. I believe I gave them eights as well. Like we said, uh, I might have even gone a little. T- I can't remember, but yeah, I'm going to give it to Teen Titans because of tonight here. Uh, but what do you want to you want to talk about next week, Aaron? You want to hear on time? Of course we I have do. a little more. We have a couple more books next week. We have Action Comics number one thousand and twelve. We have Batman Beyond thirty three. Oh my! Batman Damn number three. What the heck is going on there? That'll probably be I a have, review on the I site. Have Red probably Batman, not been talking about that yes uh we have detective comics number 1006 dial h for heroes number four that as we found out it's being extended to 12 issues uh Second high season. level number five the penultimate issue of that that me and pete from myc are oh, talking level. about justice league dark number 12 and that martian man under number six that jeremy is going to review and talk about on the podcast we have the flash number 73 silencer number 18 that ends the series we have the terrifics number 17 that thing chugs along and possibly wonder woman number (laughs) 73 wonder woman 73 um but yeah uh two of those books will be on the patreon spotlight if you want to uh, listen to that go over to patreon.com slash weird science and get involved with all the shows including this week's patreon spotlight that we kind of mentioned some of the books was justice league and superman year one so if you need more because this isn't going to be a very long podcast you can go over there and if you want to count it as a free trial you have about a week before the end of the month and if you don't like what you hear you can quit before july 1st and you'll not be charged so you can check out what we do but i'm pretty confident that you'll dig it eric dig it i say yeah uh what do we say at the end here everyone have a great week keep it weird we'll see you in seven see you in seven
That's before 